to the pod. You're here with Reggie and Xavier, your host, and this is Sometimes You're the Frog. Today, our guest, we have a showbo. How are you? Can you hear us? Are you? Here we go. Hi. Yeah. No. Okay. There we go. What's up? What's up? How are you? Man, I'm chilling, bros. Um, you know, I didn't uh didn't have any coffee today. I I recently started sipping coffee again. How's that been? Uh, I just been I, it's been fine. The crash has been whack. I think the the other day when you said, "Man, you sound like why you sound so tired." I'm like, "Yeah, so I, I I had two days in a row of coffee, so my body was like, are you gonna do it again?'" So I can't do it today because uh, I don't want my body depending on it again. Hmm. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> That's like older older person stuff, right? No, nah, it's I mean, nah, people be going through coffee phases. Really? I drink. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like I'm not going to drink coffee again. It's just like I drank coffee at a point where I was drinking it three times a day, so I stopped drinking it for like two years. Not three times a day. That's an under exaggeration. That's five. I was drinking five cups a day. I was drinking three by lunchtime. Let's be real. Five is a lot. Yeah, I know. Three by lunchtime is dumb. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. So, like, five's a lot, but three before you have of your second meal of the day is stupid. Um. So, yeah, I had to cut back. So I just told myself I would cut back. I left that, let that go. But then I was craving the uh, the focused alertness that coffee gives you over tea. And I was like, I need that. I need that. I need for what? The DJ Khaled joint. I need that. I need what that. do you need it for? Um, nah, because I was because I was working on mixing those songs, and I was like, I don't want to like, I don't want to say I'm tired. Because it's not about being tired. It's about telling yourself you're tired. And I think with coffee. Oh, I see. I I'm see. not telling myself I'm tired because I can feel the coffee coursing through my veins. True. Like with tea, I can tell myself I'm tired even when I'm not. And if I say it enough times, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to get up off the seat and go lay down on the couch. So, um, I wanted to ask you about basketball clearly i mean you you, you love it and now <laughs> love talk about yeah. basketball. Uh, <laughs> I know that was the topic what's up what about basketball you want to know or discuss yeah <laughs> well where do you where, where what's what's the first thing on your mind when i say basketball um i mean to be completely honest i mean yeah i, get, I mean i love the sport of basketball and it, I, I got excited because i like talking about it and as much as i watch it and as much as we've been in quarantine I don't get a chance to talk about it, talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, what I really like about the, like, I mean, I love the game of basketball. And I also have realized as I've gotten older, and this is the part where I think, I don't know, this may be, this is why I think people who say sports are dumb are, like, I'm not going to argue with you because sport, the statement sports are dumb, I think has to do with an experience, like a personal lived experience. But when you say sports are dumb, they're, you're ignoring one thing that I think is pretty cool and it's the ability to see how repetition in any way can lead to a certain result that you desire or not desire, depending on if you're practicing wrong. So I was talking to my homie earlier today, actually had the conversation. So I, I'm 
I'm dealing with what it feels like to do something over and over and over again and not feel like the result is going to make your efforts worth it in my work as a musician, right? That's just the reality of it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm doing it perfectly right. Doesn't mean that I can't be better. But what helped me see that in a way that was helpful for me was like, when I miss on the basketball court wide open, like it's, I'm at a point where it's like, it's because I'm thinking about something other than making the shot. So I like, I'm, I'm not trying to boast, but I'm like, I'm at that point with my jump shot that I'm like, if I think about making the shot, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a, on my chest one time as I, as I get through the point. But like, I'm at that point where I'm like, I mean, I go out and I shoot like as often as a loser with nothing else to do would. So very frequently. And I'm out here shooting. I'm like, I'm making shots. I'm making shots. And but when I miss, I'm like, why did I miss? But it's like, I missed because I was thinking about what my foot did when I jumped or thinking about why this person on a bike is wearing a blue shirt or why, you know, anything other than just making the shot. Cause when I make them, I'm looking at where I'm supposed to look and I'm thinking about me shooting a ball and it going through the net. Now, the reason that I really love me, like I had that thought separate from this thought about um, productivity around my work, right? I just had, cause I, I just be sitting in the house like, damn, I really be hitting shots, but why do I miss them? Like, it was just like, if you make them, why, why would you miss them? Like, why, it doesn't make any sense. Like. Well, I mean, there's change. No, but. I, when no, there's right, but no, but let's just. I'm not again. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm the best because I'm. I'm not Steph Curry. I'm none of these guys. But like, if you think about how frequently they make shots in their lifetime, in their lifetime, right? When they miss a shot, it's not because they didn't do it perfectly, right? And I think what keeps them shooting it is like they know they did it perfectly. And I think what I was able to see that for as it translates to my productivity is like, damn. I'm pissed that some of these shots aren't going in. And it's not because the shot was a bad a shot attempt or like, you know, I had, I was covered, you know, theoretically speaking, right? The reason I missed those, the reason that those shots missed affects me is because I'm not shooting them the way I shoot actual shots. I'm not shooting them with the same confidence and with the same attention to detail when I shoot. Like, Why? I, Where does that come from? Where does that interference come from? You holding yourself back? Question. Yeah, I mean, it's fear, right? It's fear. It's fear uh, for whatever reason, but like... Well, that, fear of what? Fear of let me, fear. Let, let's, not, let's not just plow through the basketball part because it's helpful for me to discuss... Wait, is, wait, is this a metaphor or are we actually talking about your jump shots? Because I have a comment for metaphor, but I'm, I'm really here to just hear about the jump shots. No, you, I, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, so I, like, I understood where you were drawing the analogy to you. No, I know, but I don't want, I also don't want, I, I personally don't want it because it helped, I mean, just to be honest, right? It helps me talk about it. So work with or it's me. you, brother. Yeah. Um, so like, so, so yeah. So like if I'm making these shots and I'm consistently making them, it's like, oh, I'm doing the same thing correctly every single time. And if I miss it, it's not like, oh, oh my God, I have to go start over. I have to build from the bottom I have to reconstruct my jump shot. Like, nah, like some people, yes, because they have a bad form or whatever the reason may be, they have to reconstruct if they miss. If I miss, I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't really jump. Or, oh, okay, and yeah, the ball wasn't really in my hands. Or, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I know whatever it is I did, I'm so confident in how much I've done it. Now, and I'm not them, right? I'm not the guys who've done it millions of times. And then I started thinking like, damn. So if it requires 
a lot of practice, I have to figure out what the equivalent for practice for me emotionally is, right? If I emotionally have this feeling of my productions, my added, my, the work I create isn't doing enough, the only thing for me to do is to more often do work and then allow it to do something. It's the only solution because there's not like a question of like, oh, maybe your elbow was out or like, you know, like when we talk about that in a trans transitive property for the music, right? Oh, maybe it wasn't mixed properly or, oh, maybe it was, uh, or maybe like you should have put this uh, detail and not that detail. But like, if you're not shooting the shot with the, with the expectation that it's going in, it does like, you can't, you don't even know what to fix. So if I, so like for me, I think it's important to note that with basketball, there's like a clear. Is an obvious, right. There's an obvious success rate. Like you can exactly. tell when, yes. Which is why I love sports because I can take that and say, okay, I know I'm not going to get a very obvious success rate, but also if I need one for my psyche, let me go to the court and just put a few in. But like, you're right. The success rate isn't going to be something where it's like, oh, look, that shot went in. But I think the psyche is the part that, because I think just to flip that back on its end, right? Any shooter knows sometimes them hoes ain't going in. It don't matter how much, like, it's just, like, every time you touch the ball, it's not going in. Not until you get a free throw, maybe. But sometimes just, like, I mean, all these professionals, they go games where, you know, and I guess the best, way to think about that, the best way to think about that question and as it pertains to how we're talking about it in my productivity is, like, when I'm by myself outside, the only factors are me and the elements. That is not the scenario where music lives. That is not the scenario where competitors who play basketball live, right? Music doesn't live in these controlled environments where no one is, you know, able to interact with it, right? If it, if it were, yeah, all of my shots was going in because they would have, yeah, this is a great song. Yep. Talk to you later, right? Because that would be the equivalent of, a, of, a, of, a, of me making jump shots by myself in my, you know, matter of fact, the equivalent environment that I've actually experienced of me making jump shots with no competition is me playing some music at the barbershop and folks vibing. Like not to, not to, not to piss on that either, right? They're both important elements for my personal growth, right? But they don't necessarily have a measurable success. Like the people who are at the barbershop aren't like, man, well, let's get him a contract to play music professionally. And ain't nobody pulling up the basketball court. Ain't nobody pulling up the basketball court watching. Like the my best case no, scenario. No, I don't know about the basketball court. No, my best case scenario at the basketball court is like, uh, I, if I get first pick, I'm gonna pick him. Like that's my like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he was making a whole bunch of shots. I'm picking him. Like that's my best case. Ain't nobody coming up there to sign me to no contract, right? So I guess the the but like the lesson I learned by thinking about this, and I expanded it more in our discussion, but the lesson I learned just thinking about this is like, damn, show. It don't really matter if the shots go in because you, because as far as these, you know, approaches to like, uh, you know, trying to get uh, a write-up, trying to get a demo heard, trying to get, you know, um, distrib- anything, as long as the, as far as these approaches are con- concerned, it's about attempts. Like your team is better if you make the attempt, you know what I'm saying? Like James Harden, like he has to shoot 40 times, 30, 40 times for his team to be, I need to shoot. It isn't like, I'm going to learn how to adjust whatever necessary based on, and the truth is, 
this is really optimistic, right? Because I'm assuming they're going to respond if they have something to say. They may not, right? I may be shooting these shots and not hearing a goddamn word back, right? And just being like, well, now I have to self-adjust, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I have, there's, like you said, there's no immediate thing like the jump, the ball going through the net. I don't have that, right? But doesn't mean I'm going to say, oh, okay, I sent an email. Like, I sent an email to a, a label and I ain't hear nothing back. I'm not going to send the same exact email the same way to another label. That would be dumb. That would be kind of dumb. Like, and the truth is, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. We I've done all that. have. We I've all have that. copy and pasted shit. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. true. And we, and we believe that by changing a couple of sentences, that's enough. But here's the, and here's, the, and here's the sad thing. And this is sad for all of us, right? None of us understood that maybe it was the email how how it was like the format overall like maybe dump the whole thing start from scratch but no we poured all this energy into making this one like imagine you're seven years old right <laughs> and it's your first time at the basketball court and you're like been practicing at the little kid court and you're about to make this shot oh yeah and you miss you miss terribly because it's a big boy court and it's an air ball and you just feel so torn up that you never... That's how I feel every time that you guys were trying to take me to the court. And that's why I just <laughs> let, let it go. But I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But imagine, you know, I mean, my, the, point, the point stands, though, right? The point stands, right? No, no, I... It stands. I, I hear you. I mean, like, I resonate with that. Like, I used to think about that a lot when I used to skate when I was younger. Like, hyperactively, I was like, skating is so lit because it literally lets me see my hard work yep. turned into yep. progression and is visible in like every way in a That's confident why. way and like a way that you like move like it becomes funner because you know what you're doing and that like mindset carried me like pretty far art crap wise i think but the shots i don't know i just feel like you know, because the show has tried to explain to me before that the shot is like math. Like you have to like do the math in your head. No, I didn't explain it that way. No, you said, you know, he said you got to like, I, no, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even going to butcher him. because You, do, you like, do need to keep the, you do want to bring it up at around 45 degrees though. You do, you do want to do that. You do want to hit around 45 degrees. You want to make sure that when you follow through the elbows above the eye, it needs to be above the eye. Especially if you ain't, you know, if you like 6'10", maybe you cheat. But if you normal height, you gotta get that elbow above the eye. You know what I'm saying? This joint you wanna keep it stable. You want this this joint this, this joint can't move. You don't want this one to move. Yeah, I mean I'm a firm believer in some things just aren't for people. But I want the video out. of me demonstrating my form because that was pretty. Um anyway. I entertain myself when necessary. Any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I wanted to know what you thought about. Um, you saw he just took my yo. That's it. LeBron. Oh, that was cool, man. It was like a yo, a yo swap. I didn't know that. that and, well, I don't, I don't want to heist you. No, it's, it's fine. If you guys talk about sports and when you guys are ready to have a conversation, I'm here. Okay, this <laughs> loser. Don't, do um, don't, 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 don't dismiss sports as something. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm not dismissing. Sporting is a sport. I mean, yes, but I'm not dismissing it. I'm just, I'm listening. I'm engaging. Like, you know, like for me, y'all naming names with really specific context to they shot or whatever. And I'm like, who is that? (laughs) Like, 
but it's fine because you know i'm i'm learning me and xavier were talking about this the other day we were like he was like bro it's just certain things you're never going to understand in conversation because you're not a sports person and i was like that's crazy because i've felt that my whole life and <laughs> you just affirmed that for me there are some <laughs> random phrases that people say like just throw away like i don't know i can't think of any right now but but look you met aaron i grew mm -hmm. up with him Mm -hmm. You see how complicated that was. Like, he's a sports person. Like, everything. Hockey, soccer, football, baseball. So he, he, is, he, is, he, is, he is what people call a sports fan. Like, a straight-up sport. Like, I'm a sports fan, but he is, like, big, you know, all caps, Boss. sports fan. Like, I don't he – was, he was talking about sports that I've never watched. Like, cool. I think ping pong is cool. I think table tennis is really tight. And also, like, people who keep up with basketball and football equally – <laughs> <laughs> you think you think there there's a binary that has to happen? No, no, not not, not like that. I'm just like that means that's that's a lot to cover. That's a lot to cover. Oh well, yeah, that's a whole year. Give it a damn. Shout out to frisbee. Like just like <laughs> like with basketball. Like I only really care about who wins like three months out of the year. Like if I cared about the football team as well, <laughs> oh that's stressful. That's like, that's like most of your year, especially if you're a DC sports fan, most of your year being upset about your team being bad. Because <laughs> they losing. Yeah, they beat, the Cow they beat the Cowboys today. That's pretty cool. It's been a while. Yeah. What's their new name now? The football team. They just called the football team? No. The Washington football team. That's, Is it? That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, straight up. It's the Washington football team. Works. All right, but look. Oh no no you wanted to ask. Oh yeah, I wanted to, to know about um sorry, I keep we keep kind of sliding off of that. LeBron James and I wanted to know just I I think about just mm, the imagery. I just think about the imagery of it all a lot and like I don't know, we can kind of jump on Kaepernick too, but just I don't know, just voices in sports and I mean, we can even start talking about ads and how, you know what I mean? just I just kind of want to know where you, like, where your mind is with all of those kind of, you know what I mean, sprinkles. Yeah, I mean... Wait, Michelle, before you respond, as a voyeur, I've always questioned this. Why do they make, like, the basketball shoots so sexy, bro? Like, they be, like, glistening, like... Well, there's the LeBron... No, well, actually, that... that that, uh, that kind of ties into part of my answer. So I'm going to touch on Reggie's part secondarily, but um, I think it's great. Just as a first initial blanket statement, I think it's great. I love to see it. Um, like, I think, I think it, it is, um, it's, a, it's, I don't want to say it's, a, I don't, I don't want to say it's about time, but it's very appropriate. Um, the reason I won't say it's about time because times change. And there was a time where athletes, like, weren't going to, like, all right, here's, a, here, here's two athletes that people don't really know about um, that their career is based on political decisions, no matter how talented. I mean, they were very talented, but because they weren't top of their game. There's a guy named Craig Hodges. I don't know if y'all know who he is. But Craig Hodges played with the Bulls. I think for two championships in the, the first two, 91 and 92, I think. Um, at least one of the two, if not both. 
Okay. And one of those years, I guess it would have been Reagan or Bush in office. Um, I think Bush. I don't know. Either way, long story short, he was critical of the U.S. He wore a dashiki when they went to the White House, and then the Bulls cut him. He was their three-point specialist. He contributed. He was a valuable member of the team, and the Bulls cut him. That's and I don't know if he played for any other teams after that, but like he was a champion one year. That's crazy. Do you know the? Do you know who was the owner that year? The same guy who owns the team now. I'm pretty sure, Reinsdorf. But that's not that's not the point. It's not them, right? It's the system that because he was vocal. They knew he was the dude who showed up wearing African clothes to the White House while having been known as the guy who was like critical. So like it wasn't like a secret where he stood, right? That's mm-hmm. one guy. Another guy um, didn't want to stand for the anthem before Kaepernick. Sharif Abdurrahim changed his name to that uh, after high after college. I want to say didn't want to stand for the anthem. Um, no, that's not Sharif Abdurrahim. That's a tall dude. There's a dude. I'm Abdul Mahmoud Abdul Rasul. I think is the name. Um, Pretty sure. I'm curious. I'm sorry. Can I check? Y'all mind? We can pull it up. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, not not Rasul. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Sharif Abdul Rahim is a big man. He's a center or some shit. Um, so yeah, he didn't stand for the anthem, and like you know, he got fined and stuff like that. Like you know, there was punishment brought down on him. So like, long story short, people like LeBron, his era, they make too much money for them not to say anything. Now, you could say the same thing would have been true for Jordan, but it wasn't guaranteed in the way that, like, LeBron has is a – basically, Jordan's – I see what you're effort, saying. The, you know what Jordan saying? Like, is, like, the, the forefront. He like, was the first person that people yeah, were like, wait a second, they might have opinions. He changed it. He changed yeah. it. We, we, and, yeah. That's, and we, I, we and I think that. LeBron did exactly what you – and that's why I said he did what I um, – I forgot what word I used. It was very appropriate. He's, he's doing exactly what you need someone like him to do in a moment like this because people like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and you know wait what's he doing right now show I mean he his more than a vote campaign actually did what it is intended to do it increased voter turnout you know like these are things that are measurable things he opened a school yeah he did open a school all of his students to college or something like that LeBron is a philanthropist you know what I mean like the kids yeah, and don't like, get it twisted. Like he in he is in. Yeah, might have been me. It might have been Aaron. Sorry, keep going, Shabba. I'm just saying, like you know, he he's in the public eye, and he's doing exactly what you need him to do by while being in the public eye. You need somebody if you if you're if you're gonna be because the climate has changed. Like it, whether for better or for worse, we live in a society where we look at celebrities to kind of rep, help us represent our our voices. Because we know that there's a lot of times we're not getting heard. And by we, I don't mean black folks. I just mean people. People feel like whatever thing they think, it only exists between them and Twitter. So, like, they have to, like, look at celebrities. Like, see, they think it too. That's why they retweet celebs and they follow celebs so they can see the celeb be the kind of person that that helps them feel identified with, right? Right. That's our society right now. And people want to become – anyway, long story short – you do kind of expect and hope that people in LeBron's position, you know, 
and just to just this, I mean, LeBron's the most public figure with it, right? But Jalen Rose, a retired basketball player, has opened a school, has had a school, open in Detroit. Um, you have Isaiah Thomas, who's been an activist like actively his in their his entire career. You have uh, Michael Jordan opened medical centers in Charlotte, like hospitals, basically. Um, Kevin Durant, you know, he's got something going in PG back home. So like, that. they're all like, they're all understanding that like, this is, this is how we, cause like they, I mean, whether or not we're, we're, we're here to talk about the finances of how a country's wealth is distributed. We know that basketball players make up a big portion of the wealth. And as far as black wealth, that's going to be the high, the highlights in many categories. You have a few billionaires, you got Jay-Z and maybe Diddy, I don't know. Those people are more, I'm not trying to discredit their, their intentions or how they've earned their money or whatever. I don't really care to talk about that. But these basketball players, they know because they work in a realm where it's specifically, what did they do well enough to earn them this opportunity? Yeah. So they're never going to, I mean, some of them are assholes, I'm sure. But like the majority of them have a recollection of where they came from. And they go, the majority of them go back to those communities and give back. So the fact that LeBron's doing it to me, he's the he has the greatest off court. Well, no, Kareem off court was do, yeah, he was kind of like yeah, you icon in his own way. He's, him and Kareem, as far as off court status, they're like here and here. For me, MJ is still above all that for on court status. Like rings, yes. no rings. The way he plays the game is. That's the most beautiful basketball I've ever seen a man play. He is able to be like you. You hear people say, "Man, that's a beautiful pass by LeBron James." When Michael Jordan played, they just watched him and say, "That man is playing beautifully. That is a beautiful move. Like that is a beautiful dunk, a beautiful finish, a beautiful." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're not saying beautiful layup by LeBron, really, because he's like, "I'm a layup." Like, you know what I'm saying? Jordan <laughs> is like. Oh, I see what you mean. There, there are different player. kinds of players. There's right. different, there's different kinds of players. And I prefer watching the one who's more graceful. But as far as human beings, they both they both done more than it than has been asked of them from communities that they come from. Right. Yeah, but I feel like that's still easy to do if you raise it. Oh, I'm not saying as I said, they've done what I've expected and what's appropriate. That was the word I used. You they've done what's that. appropriate for their stature. I'm not going to, like, you know, write fucking tweets. Be like, LeBron, you are so cool. Like, <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I... a timeline, though. Huh? That definitely is a timeline, though. It is. That, that, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, people really look at celebrities like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that you are being a good person because if it wasn't for you being a good person, I wouldn't know what that was like. I'm like, wow. Wow, what's wrong with people? What is wrong? They're sad and they feel disenfranchised. I mean, and they feel just like you said, their voices, they're, they're unheard. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I say it and then I, I mean, I, I say it with some, somewhat in jest. But yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, we're all in anguish, bro. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the answer. Yeah, but there's moments of happiness too. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, brother. I'm glad y'all are here as well. I'm glad we made it. We're still going. Yeah, I'm here. Um, <laughs> but no, but that, I don't know. You know, I'm really like, 
I feel like when it comes to like describing where you're at presently, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in just we just don't have the vocabulary for that. Like I'm yeah, just it's, like because there's so many things at once. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I feel like once is like a thing we really want to hold on to, but I'm not sure if it's like a thing because you know, like I mean, it's it's always happening. Yeah, it's moving. But anyways, show. Oh, also, you're right. Just I just think about what she said. People really have some really beautiful body languages. Like I, like maybe just growing up and being like a little painter kid, I would always just admire certain people's just presence, like the way that they move. I'm like, that's like, yeah, that's exquisite. I feel that. But like, dog, bro. That's why in the majority, the majority of people who like practice basketball when they're young just try to imitate the f- movement of their favorite player literally, I, I mean i would just watch videos and tr- literally try to look like them i didn't even yeah. have to make the shot i just yeah. had to look exactly bro it's, it's a, like it's I, like i had to unlearn that like you know because basketball players are tall right so like they look like they're barely moving you, say, you know what i'm saying everything yeah. Is so casual. yeah yeah and i'm like show you five nine bro you gonna have to yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta really do the whole motion because like you can't just be flipping stuff up there like you think it's gonna go in like i had to learn that because i was like i was like this is like it's funny right if i was playing basketball like with like like goofy like just shooting around with friends like nothing serious i shoot like a cool dude like all oh, right yeah and uh. then like when I was in middle school, I ended up playing at my church and or like going into ninth grade. And I was playing more seriously than like I thought maybe if I, I was good enough, I could make the freshman team or something. But I was like, my, what, what year is this? This is like 1910. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, so like, so like I'm playing like, I'm so I'm playing at church. And this is again, people who've only seen me play casually because it's church, right? But mentally, I'm already like, I'm trying to make this team. So I'm like, I'm playing like I just have to play more seriously, and they start laughing like, not the people I was playing with because they you know they're playing basketball, yeah, but it was like the girls would be in the choir with us. They're like, what is this show doing, man? He looks so god. He look mad. Why he's so serious? And I'm like, I can't even I can't even do it because it's, <laughs> it's basketball face. It's like a real thing. It's like yeah, I'm really playing. They're like, I'm really playing. They're like, okay. We see you. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just really playing, okay? Like, That's me on the table tennis. Yeah, they're looking at you like you're crazy. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't want to win. Well, I, well, I am crazy <laughs> with the table tennis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, when I play ball, my own thing is like, look, yes. If I can make us win, then we're gonna win. If, if That's it, what I feel. But I, I feel like I'm discovering things that I'm like, I really feel that, but also I notice that other Tauruses be feeling some things the same way I be feeling it. And I just want to know that because that's something I also really feel. I'm like... Like, if I can be... Like, it don't matter what it is. Like, if, if you... We're going to win, bro. Right. If you if we want to win and that guy can score, then I ain't going to worry about that. Somebody exactly. I'm a pass. I'm a block. I'm right. a rebound. Somebody going to have to play some defense. But if nobody can... Look, we played two on... Um, we're talking Team about basketball. Players. I'm sorry, Reggie. I'm sorry, Reggie. We were playing two on two over at the park I started going to, and it was me and some dude who like every jump shot he takes is either long or good. And most of the shots he took that day were off. So like oh. I've seen him make shots. The problem is his jump shot, he like runs into it because he doesn't have the upper body. Anyway, point is 
Um, playing, we're playing two on two, and I'm like, we're going to win. My mental is like, we're going to win. Right. I scored all but the last uh, four points. We played to 12, and I scored eight. We played to 11, and we won by two. So mm-hmm. I, scored the, I scored the first eight, and then I, then I had to guard the big man. I'm in their body dead, and then like, this dude hits the last two shots. One off the glass for three. <laughs> Just threw it up. And then the <laughs> other one went in, and I was like, I was like, I screamed like it was a big, like, because I was like, I realized as the game was going on, I was like, wow, I'm going to have to win the game because this dude is loafing today. Like, and I've seen then him he came through. But then he came through, and I was just like, it didn't matter that he hit the last four. I was like, we won. I was so happy because I was like, I'm working way too hard to lose this game. Like, I didn't score eight buckets and defend the big shots for me to lose and go home sore. Like, what the hell? Like, that is not the move. My forearms hurt. I am about to do all this to lose the game. That's why team players are so important. Anyway, sorry. Thank you for indulging the basketball talk with me, Zay. I know Reggie's just like, I... I mean, I I'm neutral. <laughs> I already been through my... Why are you guys talking Kobe? about... <sighs> but no, I mean, that... that yeah, like I just want to win. If I'm out there and the intention is for us to win then, you know, I'd like to be the guy who I'll grab steals. If I don't have to hit shots, that's great. Because if I don't hit shots in one game, I might have energy to hit shots when y'all tired, and I look even better. Because you're going to run back. Anyway, sorry. Let's Please stop talking about basketball. Please do not ask me any more questions. The last thing I will say is that I, like, just want to say that I was that person that was like, why are you guys talking about sports? Like, But now, as an older person, I see it. It's not me. I see it. You okay, no more tap into something. I tap into ping pong. Yeah, yeah, that's no definitely viable. No more basketball talk, please. I, I mean, I think it's important. I mean, I'm really it's, here for martial arts. I'm, I, I like talking about just how important repetition is. Like, no, yeah, I mean, then sports ends up ends up being a really important topic. Then, huh? Well, I mean, art. We can. I mean, we are art, no, I, artists I, in this. No, but I say that no seriously because I mean, we both said it. We all said it. You know, Reggie said it when you landed kick flips and making jump shots for me. It's like. Yeah, it's really cool to see that something I did 17 times wrong, I now get to do 18 times right. Like, okay, let's get the streak going in the right direction. That's really, like, that's cool. That's cool as hell. Like, life doesn't always work that way. Life rarely works that way. Like, if you make 17 bad turns, we ain't going to get an 18 in most situations in life. You know? like, You know? Like, I mean, it's just reality, right? But if you miss 17 shots in a row, you might still get an 18 shot. Like, there's, there's, there's no promise that you don't. You might. Right place, right time. Number 18 goes in. 18. I, I like it. I like it. But I, I still have to say that this analogy, if this is, is going to be used as an analogy, I don't think it applies to everything. Because it's like, <clears throat> if you, you miss, not get that 18th. No, but I mean, but I think that kind of goes to where we're starting to begin the conversation. It's like you can't not keep like if 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 you are in a position to do a thing, if it's your if if how you see yourself in life is to do a thing, if how you imagine yourself in success is doing a thing, mm-hmm. and you fail at that thing over and over and over again, yeah, some people might tell you that means you need to pick a different thing. I don't, it's true. Some people might say pick a different thing. I don't think that's always the answer. Now, 17 is a random number I chose, right? 
but that was because we're talking about basketball. If I were to miss 17 shots and I was Kobe Bryant, you can guarantee I'm shooting number 18. Give it everything you've ever owned. Okay, I see you. I see you. And I'm going to shoot the 18th shot. And you know why I'm as Kobe Bryant to shoot the 18th shot? Because when I was in practice and I missed 17 in a row by myself, I then made like the next 99. Yeah, nobody was around, but I missed 17 and made 99. You going to stop me from shooting 18? You better pass that ball. I'm open. I'm hitting 18. And then I'm going to shoot. And if I finish the night six for six for twenty-two and we win, that means I hit my last six in a row or four, or, you know, something. I'm making up numbers now. But if I finish, you know, eight for twenty-four, then I'm I'm Kobe has shot eight for twenty-four. He's finished the night eight for twenty-four. So Alan Iverson has what, finished the night eight for twenty-four. Where are you right now? Well, how many shots have you taken as far as your artistic practice? Yeah, professional. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. Like, I, I was thinking about this in terms of minutes, right? I was just doing math, trying to figure out how to qualify this, right? And I looked at, I think I was talking to you all this about some, some point in the past. I don't remember the exact number right now, but it was somewhere around 100 minutes. I could probably do some quick math and figure out how many, but 100 minutes over the course of, like, however many years I put out music. It's probably more than 100 because I, I wasn't counting singles mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't counting stuff that I put on, like, Bandcamp and then took down kind of stuff. Um, but let's say... You know, a hundred. The point I'm making is not enough. And I did the math, and I, I, I kind of want to do it again. But I think title, fortunately, will tell you how long each thing is. It will at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Some of these other ones are just title. Back. You know, catch up though. It's so close to being perfect. What's missing? Tell us. Um, Siri. That's one thing that I wish it could talk with Siri. Mm-hmm. All right, not talk to Siri. That's whack. I know y'all don't like Apple, but just give us that functionality because I've been trying to convert people to a title, but they like I can't even say play this because it's like title doesn't support it. Blah, 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 blah. So Twenty minutes on the first album. Second album was forty-two minutes. That's about an hour right there, or sixty minutes. And then the second joint was also. 20 minutes. So in albums, 100 minutes and some change. And then in singles that exist on like popular streaming services, I got, as I made that EP, which is, it didn't count that as an album for whatever reason. That's 15 minutes. So it's 115 minutes and some change. So it's almost two hours, mm-hmm. including these singles. I would say, yeah, let's just say we're at two hours. The singles are a little more than five minutes, but still, we'll just say we're at two hours. As far as what, what exists on title for anybody who said they want to, hey, I want to listen to a show about music. How much can you get through? You can get through two hours of it. Two hours over the course of when I first put out music, 2012, 2020 now. It was eight years. Think of that Jay-Z math where he said, nah, this is a one hot album every 10-year average. It's not enough. Not enough. Well, the difference between you and Nas and uh, I mean, I mean, he, you're right. He has a whole bunch of consistency, right? And whole, you know what I mean? Right. I have a job. I went to school for you know four years during that time. You know, there's things, right? There's life that was lived during. Well, I, I was gonna say that Nas's consistency is like, I think, to that quote. I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it fully applies, at least to you, because I don't think your work is like. 
No, you're right. No, I, I, right. I'm mis, I'm mis, I'm misrepresenting the quote so it can apply to me. I am because okay. that's not how Jay meant it. Not, Jay was saying that the albums you put out weren't good. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, though. I'm saying, saying though. if you just you know misrepresent, need to put out more shit. I see right, because two hours of music in eight years. If you had two hours of music to listen to for the next eight years, and I said you can't have nothing else, but for just two hours of music for eight years. But what would you feel? But wouldn't you feel so much differently if that was like considered the greatest music that all time the greatest two hours of music bro no i mean and 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 here's the thing like i'm not gonna sit here and miss you know and just be uh jaded off the fact that like yes there are people who exist like i mean rihanna i was looking listening to her music yesterday and she's released eight albums and people are on her back about putting music out that's insane to me eight albums like just because she evolved and you forgot about the first three doesn't mean she didn't do them they still exist they're fans of this new iteration. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, I, anyway, so I kind of went around your question, but to specifically what you said there, um, yeah, I think what changes that, though, is it's easier to do some of those things sustainably when you have an audience to interact with the music. Um, I think just from a, from a sustainability perspective, I mean, can I eat off of the 200 uh, or whatever, two hours of mu- music, <clears throat> that exists? Like, is there enough there? Am I getting enough streams to feed myself? No, I'm not. And I work the job and I don't pay for streams and I don't, you know, behave in a way that suggests that this is how I'm going to eat. No, I eat because I clock in and work for people, not me, other folks. Well, is that even, so, is that a goal of yours to make your music like your primary source of income? I don't know if that's like an obvious thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I mean, I want to be able to make music primarily as a source of income. To say it's my primary source of income might exclude that I might also like, you know, sell clothing or teach a class or, you know, but I don't, I don't want, I want music to be my primary like obligation. Um, you know, when I wake up, like, I mean, cause again, like the reason basketball weaves in and out of this discussion is because of how it affects that kind of like, you know, lifestyle I want to have. Like I want to be able to go there shoot some shots, clear the head, come back, work on some, music work on some writing work on some planning like i want this to be a sustainable effort you know that doesn't need <clears throat> to you know, i mean obviously i would like you know i i, I don't want to be broke i don't want to live here forever but if you told me i could live here and be you know paid the equivalent of what i make at work for just staying here and working on my craft yeah i'd be like okay that's fair enough i'm gonna I'm save and be gonna try to get better you know, which is still what we're doing. We're still saving and we're still trying to get better. That, that, you know, that is still the goal, no matter what the circumstances are. Like, I am preparing myself for whatever opportunities I can get myself, right? That's how I look at it. Because if I get an opportunity and they say, you got to leave your job right now, the only way for us to make this happen is if you leave your job right now. And they say, I say, what's up with, you know, what is the, you know, obviously details, all these things come together. Like if it's the kind of an opportunity that financially I can see can um, offset the fact that I'm not going to be working for however many months. Cause I mean, also I have vacation time. So if they say leave your job right now, like I could leave for two months and come back. Maybe not two months, but like a month. Right. Point I'm making is that's the kind of, like I'm a tourist. Stability is important for me. And not just stability that, oh, I want to, no, I want to be able to be the kind of person who can provide stability to myself and for others. Like, if I can provide stability with my life 
from making music, I have done a good thing. If I can provide stability for my, <clears throat> for my life and other lives, I've done a great thing. Like, I, I won't be, sa- I'll be honest, I won't be satisfied if I'm only able to take care of me. So like, yes, I did say that would be enough. It's not sad, I wouldn't be satisfied though. Cause right now I can only help, I mean, I can, I can be generous and I can do what I can for my friends, like y'all, my brothers, like y'all, my sisters, wh- whoever needs my help, I can be there for them. But as far as I would like to be, yeah, I'd like to be able to do it without thinking about it. Um, so that is like, I guess like if I were to measure it, I can, who, you ain't asked me to measure it, but that's how I would measure my, my you know, when I'd say, okay, I'm making enough money on this. Like, can I help other people without second guessing, you know, my situation? <clears throat> and I don't want to have to do it based on the, and I, I don't like, you know, I don't like knowing that my, my well-being financially is tied to somebody who can tell me that tomorrow I don't have a job. Like that in and of itself is like, I mean, the, the people who were let go didn't get a heads up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got my, 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 my retirement money and I got my money and savings, but still like those decisions, you know, would shake me into making a better, not a better, but shake me into making some different choices. Like I, I would have to, I would have to make some different choices, but at the same time, <clears throat> it's still a pandemic, right? We're still heading into winter months. The world's still going to move in the way it's going to move. So stability for me is important because to be able to adapt to changes, something has to be stable. Like, and things are changing. I mean, have you, right. have you been keeping up with the news as far as streaming goes? No, what happened? Well, the, well, you know, niggas are not making money off of touring right now. And there's like a lot of virtual stuff popping up to get bread going, but people are fighting for streaming rights right now. Well, they're trying to get the numbers back because they're on touring, right? <clears throat> yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm sure you heard with the, the Kanye contract thing. Yeah, I mean... And I'll be honest. giving the masters back to all good music artists. Yeah, but I mean, exact. I mean, he, he, he hold a lot of them. He hold a lot of them. If not that's just... That's a very them. specific case, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I, I feel <laughs> like... Or not even rather I feel like, but I think it's something that's that's still a major label or under a major label and like that's that precedent could be set right there right then and there that could have been the precedent being set am i wrong in that i mean we'll see We'll I mean, the con- I mean, he's not the only person doing work. No, that. no I know, I know. My thing is, well, here's just what I've been paying attention to. People who are making money during a pandemic don't care about people who are broke during a pandemic. So if the people who are in charge have still been making money, I don't necessarily think they're going to change anything. I'm just, just be realistic, right? Like, if they are still doing fine, why do I think they're going to stop doing fine because I'm not doing fine? They don't care if I'm doing fine. Well, that's that's part of what, at least, when I watched Joe Rogan and uh, Kanye's thing yesterday, and he started to go into that about how he's trying to do some kind of compromise where, you know, the label, he's not trying, basically he said that no one's going to lose their job 
you know what I'm saying? But the artist should have their money. So I, I mean, I'm not Kanye and I'm not a lawyer and I'm not in the music industry uh, yet, but I think something is gonna fucking change. I mean, things are changing. No, I mean, I think, here's the other thing though, like not everybody, and this is maybe just an opinion, but I'm gonna make it. Now, I'm gonna ignore, I'm gonna leave people like Kanye out of the equation, mainly because his introduction to the music industry was at a different time in the industry. Yes. So I'll leave him out of the conversation for now. Many of those people who are signed to contracts with the major labels, I'm not saying they're not talented, I'm not saying they don't deserve an opportunity, but they need those labels to create properly good content. They need yes. them. Yes. Yes. That's their mistake. Distribution. No, not from distribution. Not even about that. They can't make the songs by themselves. Well, yeah, production. Because production, songwriting, the whole pro- like, they can't do it. They can't do it. Well, so, two, I, I just want to say that there's a distinction happening right now. There's there's two different types of artists. There's people who perform, and I'm talking about music, mm-hmm. and people who make. Yeah. But I'm saying the people who perform and don't make it, yeah, the they're probably perform, they do need the label. Exactly. And they're understand. also the yeah. ones who are more reliant, not the more reliant. I mean, if it clearly the label streaming numbers need to change because if I'm getting pennies on the dollar and I play the most important instrument on the album and it's not your voice, then yeah, I'm gonna be upset when we're not getting enough money to split across 17 people per track. And they are, that's the thing. It's not even like a thing where it's like, there's no money. The people at Spotify got bread. Like it's not. And that's always the case. The money is always there. No, yeah, and the thing is, but here's the thing. I guess this is how I kind of see this going, right? Just as my, my mind, I didn't research it, right? So if I play the keys on, um, I don't know. But here's the thing, just before, before you even get into it, I just want to say, we're all independent niggas and you should yeah. be independent too if you're listening. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. And the so, is an independent king. I am. in Chicago. Please go to his music everywhere, stream it everywhere, a showbo, a showbo. He has a merch ready out there. We didn't do this earlier. It's important to do it. Yeah. But let me say this. So, Please continue. So let's say I'm playing keys on a race drummer project, right? Yes. Somebody play, I'm playing keys, right? They cool keys, that song goes off. I don't play at concerts though, right? They have a different person. They don't or they don't bring the keyboard for the concerts because it's a concert. This makes they sense. Just, they just play it. They just play it on the speakers. Right. So my money isn't really affected by the tour, right? Because no. I play the keys. <clears throat> but if you got your rights... You hear me would, out. Hear me out, right? You're right. If I got my rights, maybe I'm getting paid as well while the keys are being played, you know, mm-hmm. worldwide, you know, at the tour. But the tour, ticket money prices, I don't, I don't know how that money is broken down, right? Like, I don't know if they have to license the money for a performance. It doesn't, you know, this doesn't yeah, seem like... I'm sure but, it's complicated. Right, but... I know that I'm still getting my dimes, however many dimes it is, off of the streams. So I'm not, I'm not saying I don't want more dimes, but this fight isn't my fight. 
This is a fight. But for it me. is. I, it I is mean, though. it is. You know, it is. It it, it it has always been the keyboardist bassist fight, right? But that that the the attention that Kanye is giving it isn't because he cares about the bassist or the keyboards. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right? It's now because, oh, we're not touring, and now I'm feeling the pain in my wallet. So now I want to know, that is a thing, but why I think it's crazy that Kanye's doing it, because, I mean, Kanye is not making his bread off of music. I feel like I should say that. That's not, not for anybody who's confused about that, Kanye's money is, he's not, the money that Kanye has acquired to this day is not music money, okay? That's shoe money. That's it's mostly shoe money. money. That's mostly shoe money. Got to tell y'all, that's mostly shoe money. And he just got some more bread messing with the gap and gave, actually got them some more bread. Their stock went up like 45%. Yeah. Just from, he ain't even done nothing. Nothing came out. So I just... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so crazy how money passed a certain point. It's just like conceptual. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you just say, this is what it's worth. It's assets. But show, I want to know, I want to talk about um, making and producing and being a nigga that works from home. Mm-hmm. And, and what that looks like. like. Weird, bro. It's weird. But... It's it is what it is. Like I, I'm not I, I can't I will not sit here. I will not sit here and complain. I cannot. I cannot sit here and complain about none of it because I get to sit here at home and take photo shoots and you know, every now and then mix a song, work on so I'm not gonna and I have a job and they pay me. So and I'm here, safe from the virus that is having its second wave pop. Um I'm good in that sense, but it's terrible. It's terrible on another sense. It's terrible in the sense that, like, you know, I'm spending my time in a space that I have to. That's why, again, why I started drinking coffee. Because I sit here at this desk where I'm sitting now talking to y'all for, uh, you know, seven hours. You know, I stand up. I don't just sit the whole damn time. Seven hours. I am response. I am responsive to what this computer says and what my phone says when it rings. I hate I'm responsive to this shit for seven hours. You know what's crazy? Hold on. And then I have to tell myself, now I want to respond to it for my own journey and my own purposes after that seven hours is over. Some days that shit is hard. Word. Some days it's very tough to do that. For sure. I'm s- mm. have to excuse me. The water was going crazy. <laughs> um... I found out about this literally maybe like two nights ago. I was looking up how to like stay focused because I like have a really chattery mind. Like I'm always like things. And oh my God, it is literally impossible to stay focused. Like there's so many vivid distractions everywhere. Like for example, like it takes your brain, like, you know, like we know that it takes, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to get into flow but not just flow. It takes like 20 or 30 minutes for your brain to focus on anything. And anytime you switch your attention, your brain resets and you switch your attention like every 40 seconds. You click to a new tab, you open a new app. And I was just thinking about the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm somebody who likes to 
I'd be watching X-Files in the back while I do work. And I'd be looking up sometimes and I just wonder, like, I'm like, I'm thinking I'm taking, like, three minutes to look away. But did I just snatch, like, 45? Because I feel like you really feel that. Like, I was learning about how, you know, your brain is constantly getting these, like, I guess, hangups. It's like catches things. It, it'd be interested. And it like, it tries to be as efficient as possible. And I'm like, not only am I f- filtering out a bunch of shit and I'm not even like a social media person. Like I don't like, that's just not, I, think I just watch a lot of anime all day, but I'm just like, I asked y'all if y'all watched the street fighter animated series already. Which one? The old one? Alpha. So the Alpha is a movie. Yeah, the movie? Right. But I'm talking about the series that had, like, episodes. Oh, that joint? Um, not the goofy one. Not the goofy... Uh, goofy I think I've only, I've only seen clips. Clown show. Not the clown show one. No. This one's, okay, by, we- this one's by manga, manga too, as well. Like, it's just... It's just... It's, it's just episodic instead of just a two-hour block. Oh, I think I did see that then. Yeah, it's like... I think instead of Ryu getting chipped... It's Ken instead of Ryu getting chipped, and Vega is a creep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, I'm watching that right now. I, it's just so good. It's you know so what else good. you should tap into? Show uh, it looks really good. Hulu. It looks even better, and the music oh, is. I haven't seen it. You gotta pull it up. Pull I'm gonna pull, I'm pull, pull it up real quick. I'm gonna link y'all. I'm gonna link y'all. Yeah, send us send a link, and hey, we'll pull it up in like right now. I've been watching it because I'm in the future. My man had the um, like back when I was, I told y'all like my dad was um. When he was a professor, like he'd have Nigerian students that would come and stay with us for the summer, yeah. you know, in between semesters or whatever. And one of them had these on tape. That dude was cool as hell, man. He would take us to the to the um, arcade before the movie, and he just beat the hell out of everybody in Tekken. Nobody could see him. He's like five seven. Put his little quarter on there and just start cooking. Yo, but Tekken niggas are of a different class. Like, I feel like really tapped in video game dudes are like. I don't know. They're like Tekken is probably the most technical. Dog, he was out here whooping dudes on Tekken on the regular mo. I'm really hilarious. City Place Mall, No Way Plaza, any of them malls had arcades back in the day. I I I sent y'all the link in the chat. Okay. But yo, but with that show, I was like, I was thinking about you know y'all folks that's working from home. And just being like distracted and having to constantly reset. And I'm like, I wonder like how much of just your brain power is just being stifled. Why you send it on this one? I can't even. Oh, send oh, on the text. Send on the text. Oh, send the text. Okay, my bad. But yeah, I'm like, it's hella distractions, man. Oh no, I've seen this because I used to play the, you know, the WASD game. On like, what was that like? Not what was it like? You know them game websites to get on. Like, oh yeah, I've been I've been going on and just play Tekken. <laughs> yeah, like oh, what's the name? Of the, but because ah. cool math is one, but that, that's a different genre. You're talking about like uh, armor games, max games. I'm um, those, but the even more bootleg mini version. clip. Not mini clip. No. Mini clip was a good one. Y3, Y8, Y3, and Y8. A1, 2, 3. Yes, bro. Y1, 2, 3, 4. I remember all them joints. Bro. Did y'all ever watch Fatal Fury? Yeah, I did. I saw Fatal Fury, too. 
Yeah. So you gotta watch Spawn, bro. Hulu just threw up the. Oh, you talking about the the the, the, the HBO animated Spawn? Yeah, bro. yeah, it's on Hulu. I watched a couple episodes. I thought the shit was weird, Mo. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. What you mean, bro? I just it wasn't bad. It was just like weird pace. Just keep watching. Keep watching it. Keep watching. No, because that shit is creepy. Also, okay, it's Let's a creepy show, but keep okay. watching. <laughs> keep keep. I'm not gonna lie. It's also creepy as fuck. All right, look. That fucking clown, as creepy oh. as it was, as creepy as it was in the movie, this shit is a whole nother story, man. <laughs> like, I saw two episodes, I was like, yo, I went, I told Hiroko about it. I was like, yo, have you seen the Spawn cartoon? That shit is wild. She's like, oh yeah. That shit is wild. wild? I, I, like- said, I said it was wild because it was wild to me. Kenneth David, bro, is just the dude. Like, you ever seen oh, Gargoyles? <clears throat> you seen Gargoyles? Yeah. He's Goliath, and he spawned. I mean, I mean, it was very cool, and it looked awesome. I just was like, this clown character is gross as fuck, and I'm not really into watching an episode after episode where he's in it. Like, he's a <laughs> main character. He's going to be in a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. I did. Why did I send you anime? My bad. What, how did I just? Distract this thing. Oh, because we're talking about distractions, and I decided yeah, you tap <laughs> to, to show you how it's done. Um, but nah, I mean, when I be at work, yeah, I'd be distracting myself, but it's a, it's like, what do you expect? Like, I distract myself at work when I'm at work. Like, when it was physical, when I had to No, go. but like, how do you think, like, because when you go to work, that's the workspace. I don't no, I know. It's, it's, it's very difficult. Like I said, I have to like read. Like I, I get up. I, like some like the days I drink coffee with the intent. Like, like I know I'm working on something. Like there are. They had been like when I was working on the clip from the from the from the from the from the, sh- from the shirt shoot. Um, that I started working on that night, and the next morning I was like, Nah, I'm gonna work on this. Fuck them. I'm working on this. So I worked on it. Like. I can focus, but it's like, I can't allow myself to think that I'm not going to get a phone call. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I mean, I guess the difference is, and this is something, this is just a working environment thing that maybe I've been in enough to know that I can do this. Mm-hmm. So like, you ever been in class, and I'm trying to translate it, you've been in class, and there's, an, and you have another paper due in a different class, and you can't look I mean, you're physically in class, so it's not the same, they can see you, but imagine that you were working on that paper, while pretending to pay attention by, you know, answering a couple questions here and there, responding when they said, hey, did anyone see XYZ over the weekend? Like, you just kind of respond in the chat and you check the email every two seconds just to see if their shit's not piling up. And then if you like, you set benchmarks, right? Like if I'm working on a clip and I know that when I finish this portion of the clip, I'm going to do this or I'm thinking about that or I'm thinking about this, all right, cool. I'm going to take a break when I get to that part. But I'm not going to like aimlessly, like just, you know, I can't say that like, I'm just dicking around on the computer, like just fucking around on random shit. Like, no, I'm not focusing on anything. Like, but if I choose to focus on something while I'm working, then I'm focusing on it. Like I'm going to get interrupted. I accept that. And it's going to be unfortunate. I'm going to be upset about it, but I accept that I'm going to get interrupted if I choose to focus on something while I'm on the clock. You think you've mastered focus? It's like 
I don't, I, no, no, no. The answer is no. Until I can throw a fucking hot can, I have not mastered focus. I feel like my mom is master focus. <clears throat> but it's improved. It's improved. I mean, like, I feel like the elders, like, I've always thought that as a kid. Like, when you watch, like, an elder really tap into something and they're just tuning you out, uh huh. It's over there. Okay. Maybe oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, like, what? Every now and then, like I like I'm I'm sloppy. I'm not a good chef, but I was like I gotta make some food before I call these guys. So like something about making eggs, which is super easy, but when you like aren't thinking clearly, you like use four spoons because you crack a spoon with one egg and you throw the spoon away, and then you're like, oh wait, like you're just doing dumb shit. Like you just okay. maybe that's just me, but like when I like try to do too many things at once, I just like do stupid things. Like I'm like. I'm gonna pick this up and put this over oh, here. Just you just got too much on your mind. Right. But I told myself, focus. Like I put my phone away. My brother texted me, asked me a question. I looked at it. I said, that's not important. Went back to what I was doing, answered the question when I was done. Like I I know I can do it and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I think basketball helped me get it better. <laughs> I think the shot making, I think, I think it actually, I mean, I only because, only because, only because, check it, only because I actively said to myself, it's about focus. Not because, oh, not trying to like give, oh, because basketball is such a good, no, because I said to myself, focus is an important thing. Well, can I I ask you a question real quick, show? Just out of curiosity, I'm going to ask you a basketball question. So... You know how everybody's like purpose, I guess, or whatever they do, you know, kind of like is the lens they see stuff through. Like I, I've been painting and drawing since I was a kid. So to a certain extent, like I can't escape that. Like I'd be looking at things like in that perspective actively. Like I know you have you an eclectic one. So I know you have many things, but like since you've been talking about basketball so much, like what from that? applies to the rest of your life because i like i i I, so i'll admit this like it's it's weird i've been uh, coming to terms with i think that there was like a part of me that really that i forgot how much like it was a part of my life because when i got to maryland when i got to university of maryland when i was like 18 or whatever right so you know I, i played basketball at the gym but it was different right it was like oh man i'm 18 i'm you know i'm five nine and i'm 18 and i'm in college and i'm gonna chase women and i'm gonna skip classes like you know, and then, I, again, like, you, I matured. I think what's interesting now is, like, to your point, Reggie, when I was a kid, this was a lot to me. Like, it wasn't, like, a thing that I had friends about. You know, some people, I think I think the reason I remembered it differently, because some people, like, they make friendships that center around a thing that was important in their childhood. And for me, if there was a thing that I had friendship centered around, I wouldn't say it was basketball. It was actually around art and music and things like that. Mm. But I had a lot of personal, like, growth and reflection centered around basketball because I played by myself a lot. Like, not to the point that I couldn't play with other people. It's just that when others weren't around, I still went and played because there was, there was a part of me that, like, I think, like, they put a court. Like, I remember there was a dude who I'm still really great friends with, one of my best friends. Um, he, he was talking, I, I like this girl, right? And I thought I had a chance. I thought I had an angle. I thought I was making hay, right? But turns out 
that was all uh, facade because she was making she was making hay so she could talk to my friend, right? So I'm thinking I'm making hay for my own, you know, you know, lovey doveys. In reality, she's just trying to set up a situation for her and my homie, right? right? So, and my homie didn't even know this, right? Because he's a genuine homie, um, and he thought her and I were genuine friends, mm-hmm. and we were. Um, but she wasn't exactly as genuine about the friendship as I was. Like we were already, anyway, not the point. Being I, a kid is so dark. Right. I was right. I was way too young. I mean, I was like 14 or 15, maybe 16. Doesn't matter. Point is, um, I went out back because I okay, so I found out that they were talking. Cause I called him up because we were supposed to go play, you know, do something the next day. And his mom picked up the phone, was like, Esther's here. I was like, whoa, okay, that's wild, that's crazy. Cause what the hell, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like tripping. I'm losing my mind. So I go out back and we had a little, my mom, my dad put the pavement on the background in the backyard because um, he was just kind of like, he didn't really want us playing basketball at the park. And he knew that he couldn't keep us in the house if he didn't have something for us to do. So he put, he, he, you know, we were already playing on the dirt. We had already like destroyed all of the grass and turned the backyard into like a flat dust court. <clears throat> So he was just like, rather than you have a dust court, now you have a concrete cement court. So I went out back, and I was shooting shots at like 9 p.m. And some one of my neighbors was like, man, you got to go. You got to go, man. We got to get work in the morning. We can hear all that. So I went inside, and I was upset. <laughs> but, like, that was like, you know, I realized, I think about that now. It's like, I bought videotapes. I bought videotapes, bro. Because I was like, my parents ain't going to do anything in their power to make me better at this game. So there was something, there's a very personal growth relationship I had with that. Not because I became some super talented player, but because I think that was the first thing that I chose that I was going to personally improve myself at. Like no one else was going to make me better at this. Like I didn't have any mentor. I didn't have no, like, I was like, I'm going to get better at this and then watch out. Like, that was just, I was like, I'm going to get better at this. So I think that show, that's why with music for me, like, it's something that, like, it allows me to, like, I guess, parlay uh, a difficult situation in my brain because it's like, Shovo, nobody told you you should play basketball. Did nobody put the ball in your hand? There was no, like, upper elder, like, was like, you should totally get into this. No, you didn't have that. You didn't have that. You chose that. And the same thing with music. Did nobody come to you and say, my parents put me in piano class and saxophone because that was the way your kids were supposed to grow. But it wasn't like, oh, you should pursue a career in this. Nobody did that. Something about my own idea for myself was like, nah, I'm going to personally get better at this thing because I have a natural gift here and I'm going to get good enough at it for it to be my thing. And I've, I'll never be that good at basketball because that's a journey that people start when they're five. Like, there are five-year-olds who are dribbling ball, two balls at a time and doing tricks and shit. That's a fact. It's 100% a fact. It's true. There's so it's many buff true. kids on that. That is not an exaggeration. Like, true. parents have really been, like, hyper-training their kids forever. Well, I mean, because it's more competitive. It's of the future. It's of I mean, the future. Somebody can start playing basketball seriously at 14 and still be, you know, the next best player ever. But because the talent pool has risen so much, people are starting much earlier in their focus. But anyway, the point I'm making is personal growth was something that I like experienced for myself in that place and in, and in music. And I think 
having experienced personal growth around basketball, it helps me kind of, um, you know, position myself for, 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 for achievement, for trying, for, for endeavoring through something. Um, yeah, because there was, again, there was no, there was no, pre, there was no, like, my older brother played basketball and he went to this um, boarding school for middle school in eighth grade. And he was pretty good, right? Not because of basketball. He went there because my parents wanted him in a boarding school because he got in a fight. Um, they overreacted. But the point is he went to this, to this boarding school and he played on the, you know, so he played at the gym a lot just because, you know, we grew up where we grew up and we played basketball a lot, right? So my dad and mom went out there for a um, parent-teacher conference. And uh, some teacher, or maybe his teacher, says to my dad or to my brother, oh, man, well, you know, uh, spends more time in the basketball court than he does in the library. Because of that, my dad was like, yeah, you can't try for the basketball team. Big ass hater. Big ass hater. Like, to the point, dude, the coach for the team was like, I want you to try out. And my dad was like, nah. Like, that's what it was. The coach actually thought he was being funny. He said some clever shit where, like, if you spend as much, because my brother was good. He had a shot. He could play. He's fast. Like, he ran track. He's 6'1". He could have been good. And... The, so, you know, that person said that shit, and my dad took that to mean, oh, word, I'm going to go ahead and piss on this drink. And I think, you know, seeing that is just like, okay, you go, if you want some, there are certain things that your family's going to help you get, and certain things you're going to have to prove to yourself and get for yourself. And I'm not saying basketball was that thing for me. I'm saying seeing that experience from my brother, let me know if you want to make certain things happen for yourself, you're going to you're gonna have to be the person responsible. Straight up. And I think, yeah, I learned that. That's real. Did you did you ever find that through discipline, like? Wait, I don't. Question? No, I can't no. see. You, so I don't know if you're like you, you sat back too far. Okay, wait. You not know I couldn't see you. No, I knew you couldn't see me, but I didn't know it was. It's relevant. It's relevant when you pause. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um. My question is about discipline and suffering, and that's what I want to talk about, but I don't know how to formulate the question because I want to know if you find, like, <clears throat> is there something in suffering? Because there is a, a it, what I'm trying to get to is just like physical exertion and like the act of putting yourself through something to gain something. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that, like, I, I, don't, I don't think that that is a, I think that's like a mental, like maybe it's a masculine thing, maybe it's a Momo thing, like maybe it's in my gen genetics. Like, I don't think that's a necessary, like, cause it, it y'all were there the night I had to get ready for that show. I was miserable. You also like, had some stomach problems. That, that was all here. Like the cause of it oh, was, all was all here, all here. Because I was like, I have to do all of these things. I have to feel like I, I felt like, you know, I've been carrying shit up and down. Like I, it was fine, but it's like, it has to be done. This physical strain that I currently feel like it didn't hit me until that time in between when work ended. No, it was after we got everything moved. And then I had to like, I had to speak to people, <laughs> right? Just to be honest, I'm not going to get too, but I had to speak to people. And in the time between us unpacking everything and me having to speak to people, it was like, 
It's unhinging. Yeah, right. Falling apart. Right. And that's why I think... But you, I mean, that night, for the record, went great. No, but I'm... It's fine. My point is just, like, the idea that suffering through in order to, like, navigate yourself or mold yourself in the way that you feel like you need to be molded mm-hmm. is something that I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing that I... Because I, I, I feel like that behavior, that mentality gets you know, impressed on other areas of my life that I don't think is good. Like, yes, if I'm shooting on the court and I get tired and I'm by myself, I might keep shooting because I'm by myself. But if I had a coach, you know what he would do? He'd pull me out. He'd pull me out. Because me doing this thing through suffering and through strain is a detriment to the overall goal. He'd bench me. Not because I'm not good, but because if I keep running around lagging this the way I was that day, I could hurt myself. I could make the overall outcome suffer. So I don't think it's a good thing that I do that. I think it's something that like you're you should know what your limits are and you should test them. Not for the purpose of like proving something to yourself, but when it's safe, test them, right? Like see how far you can go. But if you testing your limits puts you in a dangerous position, like I'm not gonna go several days without eating right i'm not gonna just say sleep also i want to say i was just to clarify i was not making an observation no i know i'm and and i'm you you just threw the concept out there and i'm just telling you how i feel about it because i can get to it um but i also you know so yeah i'm not saying that like you should um you know skip meals never sleep that kind of thing but it's like sometimes i'm sitting here and i want to grab food but i'm like you ain't even hungry. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on what, and and then I focus long enough to find out that I am hungry. No, I'm so serious though. Like, no, like, I do that too. Because you because you, because you want to be hungry, so you distract yourself by saying I'm hungry. I need to eat. You're like, nah, bro. What you need to do is focus and drink some water. And you do that, and you focus and drink some water. You're like, huh? I got kind of actually hungry now. And now I'm hungry. Huh, how about that? <laughs> and then you, know, you go eat. Convenience. Because we're convenient. distracted monkeys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Reggie, were you saying time? No, no, I wasn't. Um, you said saving. No, I am saving time. I wasn't saying time. But also, it's it's fine. I thought about it. I read something on my phone, and I'm here. But I don't know. I'm on the flip side of that. Like, me and Xavier talk about this all the time, being like super on it versus being like really lax and on it at really specific times that are you because like I don't know about you show but like I'm really into letting life happen and I know that that is largely unspecific and super ambiguous but I don't know, like, I've, I've been thinking a lot about productivity and just, like, efficiency and, like, that logic of, like, stopping when you're tired. Like, I think, like, so I be doing push-ups. And I really was really intent on, like, getting in shape over the last, like, three years just because I wanted to be healthy. And something that I just picked up was just, like, form, breath, like, all of those, like, considerations, like blow up to be important in every aspect so like for me like when i'm doing work now and i'm hungry 
I'm just going to pause and I'm just going to nibble on some. And then I'm, if I'm not hungry, I'm like, oh, I wasn't hungry. That was a mouth thing. No, I mean, yeah. I don't always have snacks. That's just to be honest. Let's just be like, be real. Like sometimes oh, yeah, I get some fruit, bro. Right. No, I mean, I'm into the fruit no, game. I mean, I we stay with fruit on hand but sometimes, for that exact reason. But sometimes straight up, I don't have it. And my question is, do I want to cook right now? That's all I'm saying. But no, I mean, I agree with I you. I love how leaving the house is not an option. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that's not even a COVID <laughs> thing, but just like a tourist just, thing. Just, like, hmm. like I was talking to Xavier, he's he like, I'm hungry. I'm like, oh, my, you want to come with me and go get some food? He's like, nah, no. not, not that hungry. I'm like, not LOL. That hungry, nigga. Like, I was yeah. mad that I couldn't get my juice, but I'm not going to make it up. Actually, I do have to get some. Anyway, not the point. Um, but I agree. Like, I don't think that, like, we need to, um, I don't know. I, like I said, I have shown myself what do I look like when I ignore my needs when they call? I have seen that. I've seen it in the mirror. I've seen it in my physical body. I know what it is. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not saying I'm never going to do that. Like hell, I could do that shit tonight for all I fucking know. You know what I'm saying? It could happen. I'm just not going to sit here and consciously ignore my shit as like the way I used to. So, yeah, I mean. There, there, there will be sleepless nights. And I, part of me looks forward to them. Because if I'm willing to stay up for something, I must be doing something different and important. That's what we live for. You go yeah. on RE. You know what I'm saying? So like, but, on I, R-E. But, I, but, I, but I don't believe in regularly, you know, punishing oneself. Because I learned that the hard way, like, while I was in school as a student, I punished myself. Like, not... Not willingly, but like drinking five coffees, eating three muffins because you just don't end up hungry. That's punishment. Yeah, that's different that's than punishment. what I mean, though. That's, well, I mean, it's not like a mental thing. Where I'm like, oh, I'm trying to not eat real food. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I punished myself because I, it was easier to me to be productive, like for my mental space. Rather than be healthy. Right, because I wasn't thinking about my mental space holistically. I was thinking in the moment of like, oh, I would be stressed if I don't get this done. I would be stressed and then, you know, you know, be, be uh, reprimanded or something would go wrong if I don't get this done. But so, isn't that what we all, what we are always preparing for anyway? Those moments where you have to endure? Yeah, no, but I think, I think, you know, you, you get better at it and I think you have to learn. Yeah. You have to learn it, right. You have to learn how to endure like, I learned my, 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 endur- my endurance uh, practices were incorrect. Not incorrect, they just, they weren't ideal, right? Like not sleeping, not eating real food, and then trying to go vegetarian at the same time. Not ideal, yeah, really, yeah. not ideal, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? There, there are worse scenarios, there are worse things that can happen to people. So I'm not, again, like you ain't gonna catch me you ain't gonna catch me complaining like my shit is bad, okay? Like, don't get me wrong. I wish things were different sometimes, but I am. I've been I've been Thank down you. before, like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't forget when I was down. So like this is not that. Like I have seen worse than I'm seeing today than I've seen in the last five years. To be honest, like y'all didn't know me when I was not at school in Maryland. There was yeah, I, I was down before. So I'm cool. Like, I'm not complaining. <clears throat> I'm not complaining. It's just, you know, I, I'm not satisfied. And, and sometimes I worry I don't think I'll ever be. I'll ever be satisfied. 
but I don't, I don't want that for me. I don't want to be one of those dudes that grows old and it's like, I was never satisfied. That's what made me grow. Nah, nah, no. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to being satisfied. I know I'm not currently satisfied. I'm going to set real ass goals. And if I need to set new ones, I will. But I'm not going to live with this fake, like, I'm never satisfied. I'm thirsty for whatever. No. And, I'm, I'm, and sometimes you got to take shit, right? Eat the food till you're satisfied. Go to the bathroom. Drop the kids off. Then make a new plan. Attack new shit, right? I'm going to, I will satisfy my goals. But I'm not going to live this life in some, like, I'm never, I just feel like that's such a, because that's how I got this. That's where I, that's what, that's where I got into positions where like I didn't stop and smell the roses. I didn't experience what the hell it is I was doing. Like things were a blur living the route of never satisfied. Mindfulness is very important. Yeah. And that yeah, being never satisfied is like, I guess the opposite of mindfulness in a sense. Right. Cause if you're never satisfied, if we just apply it to, to, to just food, because it's an easy measurable thing, you die, you would die. If you were never satisfied, from the food you ate, you would die. You would continue to eat until you died, or you would never eat and you would die. I mean, you would die regardless. And, well, yeah, but the, the food, would, your, your lack of satisfaction would be the cause. <laughs> the cause of death, he was never satisfied. <laughs> yeah, but like, is Here it like- a man who was it, never satisfied. But That's is what it, brain so. But if you grew up eating food unsatisfied, like when did they gather the context to be unsatisfied? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's sad. <laughs> He's living a sad life. No, you know what I mean? It was the same life. Like it wasn't always this way. No, but we mourn him. We mourn, we mourn him. him. We mourn we him. him. Here lies a man who was never satisfied. It's fucked up that people live like that and have to. And they have to. But they don't have to because there's always an option. Right. And I'm not saying if you in the worst circumstance that you should just give no, yeah. There's growth. There's growth. There's always growth. Even in death, there's growth. So like I think people need to just remind themselves of that. Yeah. So what you've been working on recently? Um, I mean, a few things, man. I've been trying to finish this song because I just feel like there's a life to it that I can hear that I need to bring out. And then there's like other tracks that I'm trying to cook up. Um, there is, uh, you know, photos and junk and stuff I'm working on. What I was working on today was just what they call, I guess, a one sheet um, for like, you know, demo purposes and, and, and inquiries and purposes like that. Um, much better than the letter, you know, an improvement on that method, I suppose. Um, you know, what's interesting. Nah, it's fine. I am just working, man. I mean, I, you know, I could, I could play some things if y'all wanted me to. <clears throat> I mean, that would be cool. Very cool. I think I can. Let's see. So. You want to play it or you want to edit it in? No, no. I mean, I'll- you could just play it. I mean, I'm, I'm, hold on, let me try this though, because what I'm curious or, about. I mean, is that something you want to? I mean, I just don't know if the Zoom. No, no, there's a way. There's a way. If it comes out through his. Oh, his... you can share your screen. No, no, no. Be patient. Be patient with me. Be patient with me. Um, I believe there's a way to play something out of a player and it plays in Zoom. I believe there's a way. No, there is a way. 
I don't know the way. I just need I've, to I've find, seen it done. I need to find a place to, I need to find something to play and then a place to play it. Um, uh, where is a song? Are you working on a body of work? I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't call it a body of work. I mean, it is like a capsule of work. It's not a full body, maybe a limb. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't call, it's not full body, not a full body. All right, let's see. So something's coagulating. Yes, yeah. audio device. All right, let's see how this goes. This is something that I'm working on. This is like, I just keep doubling and tripling and adding different things. But no, actually, let me play something that I'm more, that's more done because I respect the quality of this podcast. Okay, let's see. Should we meet ourselves? So they can no, 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 just, just be patient. What do you, I asked Xavier a question. I know that. And I answered with be patient. <laughs> My answer to everything right now. Okay, here we go. Tell me how this goes. Is it playing in the Zoom? No, we hear nothing. No. Damn. Okay, well, you know, I tried and. Uh... Well, okay, well, I mean, if you want the people oh, to hear it. Let's try again. Okay. No? Nothing. Hey, it's okay. If you want the people I mean, to hear it, you can send it to I us and we can pop it in. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't even know why you said that. Bro. I mean, we could. <laughs> I don't, we could. That'd be too OC, just the unreleased track in the link on the... Uh, no, I mean, pod. like, we could edit the actual audio in. But that's, you know... BTS. Oh, me, I guess let me try the more simple, direct way that honestly might work. I mean, you can hear. I hear it, but it's coming out of my speakers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that to be the case. Look, show. I think you click share screen and then you click share screen audio. I think like the little ab- advanced sharing options. Screen sharing. So. Advanced sharing you're options. You gonna need to enable that. No, seriously, you guys, the host, you, you have to enable it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have you been listening to anything recently, Shobo? Uh, Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily, you know, it, Charles Brown is an old blues dude. Um, I've just been listening to songs that pop in my head, so... You know, I was listening to Bring It On Home to Me. Go and then for I, it now, Shove. And then I realized, okay, cool. And then it, and then what? Advanced? Oh, music or computer sound only. Only. Good vibes only. All right. My favorite part about the good vibes only is when their voice starts to do the fucking twin phase. Oh, that shit is so cool. It's twin and... <laughs> <laughs> But also, can you play another track? Because you're about to play the one that's on my... Okay, fine. Um, I'll play the one that Wait, is... Do, do you want to play that one? No, dude. You, you said what you said, and it was heard. Right. Yeah, I got it. Enough said, then, right? It's all good. No worry. I got something. Where is it? Here. The, inter- the internet don't even know about Palacion, too. Can y'all hear that? Yeah. Help me out, God. Oh, that sounds really pretty good. good. The youth is on the one. My folks is in the pocket. Don't know where you've been.
the shopping. My folks still in the bargains. Yeah, my papa is at Ross's, right next to Hugo Boss's. Yeah, mama plays the sauces. Ain't enough for them to profit, so I'm even with them socks, bro. My conscience thought the harder. I can't maintain this garden. I am just a tape recorder on the time and set the water. Deep breath for consequence. The oxygen is finally caught up. And I ain't even brought up all the baggage that you brought on. The silence you applaud on. The loops that I get caught on. The tempos that we nod on. Spot on. This road's a long on. But I'ma keep a walk on. Like. Don't know where to lead y'all Old dog still lead y'all Got everything that we need y'all Help me out God That's enough Really need That's enough Yeah play, That was really good Play Xavier the other one bro oh, Your eyes are going crazy yeah, That's alright This shit is cool right imagery. Yeah Um uh, Let me remove it Cause I told you I'm gonna save it I'm trying to make a larger clip with it <laughs> Bro but sorry, what did you ask me? Play Zay the other one, bro. If you're going to cut it off halfway through, play Zay the other one, bro. Oh, the, 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 he, you never played it for him? I didn't play him the finished one. Okay. Also, right. your voice mix on that is really good. Thank you. Thank you. I work, you know, you know I try. You know I put time it's in. Like, it sounds like, yeah. The only thing I'm, because I, I recorded some ad libs and I just don't really like them. So I'm just going to take them out. That's like literally the only thing left for me to do. Yeah, I, I might record different ones, but like as they are, I don't know if I even need them. The All lowing right. shit you added too is yeah, it's like yeah, like I, it's, hitting. it's hitting. Yeah, bro, I I worked <laughs> like I, I I made sure that I made sure I made sure I appreciate y'all. All right, here we go. Here's the joint that you ain't heard yet. Too much of it. Oh, I was like getting into. It. I was like, I'm gonna put too much of it. I'm, I'm, exactly. I, I, Reggie, I respect it. I respect. I respect the weight we bring in. Ah, I'm gonna play too much of it. Reggie, you play. You have it. So you can share it with Zay whenever you feel like. But like, I'm gonna keep the. I'm gonna keep your audience. Um, you know, patient. I suppose. Chop God. Honestly, as I wanted to, but like, there isn't really much to say because I. We try to keep it. Just so, just I mean, you can choose, but we try to keep it distance from us in a way because it's like we feel like as independent artists, it's hard for folks to give us like um, the like the, the you know the attention. Wait, show. Yeah, I feel you. Let's hit a five second pause. Shout out to Etcetera Labs. We're gonna leave it at that. I was going to share just so y'all can have it, but that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, too. I know that, like, you, as much as you're in the studio, 
you're also like actively pursuing like an art practice that looks different than the shit that you do sonically. And I'm curious, like, I know that that part of your maker experience is something that's like seasonal, not in like any, not in any type of way, but I guess I'm just curious how like you being interdisciplinary or whatever you want to call it makes its way into your music. So thank you. It's a great question. So something I've thought about as you position it, as you were saying, so like I graduated with the VCS and sound and it's funny while I was at school, like I did VCS visual and critical studies. So like when I was at school, yeah, I took writing course, uh, sorry, drawing courses and other sound courses and did stuff in analog synth. I did a bunch of, you know, other things. What I'm finding myself do more so now, though, is the research aspect that I did as a VCS student mm. and make music. Because, and, and, that, and that's why your question is really great, because it shows up in the work because of maybe the, I don't, I don't know exactly how, because I'm not the listener per se, mm. but like, I would imagine it shows up in just the tones and the, the way the, the sounds I choose interact with one another. Like the two tracks I played today, the snippets I played today, not to like, you know, but I've still not heard anyone take those sounds and juxtapose them the way I do with the intention that I have for it. So I'm sure there's people out there doing stuff that is maybe similar and if not more interesting, who knows? But I, um, there is a part of like, I guess what I've learned as far as my art practice goes, because nowadays it's a lot of research. It's just reading and realizing that the idea of my, you know, my Nigerian heritage, my Nigerian lineage, my, both my parents are from Nigeria. So like me being a Nigerian American versus them being Nigerians living in America and how that, you know, influences how I perceive the art that I make and the art that I see and the art that I want to see. Because as far as we have come as like a society, there's things that art does that can kind of keep us primal that I love, right? Like the way our voices come out of our, our throats and the way we paint things on walls, like we can somehow stay with our true nature. So that was like, for me, a big part of like, even why I picked up a guitar and wanted to play drums when I would at school was because I needed to find out if and where, where exactly is my, is my, is my, is my, you know, unfettered truth in sound located? Is it in my voice? Do I need to sing more? Is it in my words? Cause they can't, words are great, right? But words are in a language that has been, you know, fit into a spectrum of understandability, right? Now, clearly you and I both know we from where we from, we speak how we speak. We normally get our point across no matter where we go. That's kind of how it's been, right? But, but, it's English, right? It's English. There are people who don't speak English who aren't necessarily going to, you know, follow what you're saying. It's just the facts, right? So I think for me, it was like, yo, show words are great, but there's a reason people resonate with certain things. And I wonder, is that resonance physical? Can I find it in my physical, you know, activity? So as far as like my practice and how that may tie in to the music, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is a researched, I guess I try to be a researched individual. Mm-hmm. as opposed to just like somebody who just does research. I try to be a research individual. So like, even when I think to myself, not for anybody else, but when I think to myself and go through like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I, I can actually have an answer or at least know where to look. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know what? Let me Google. 
I mean, I know the answer, right? This is like how I do my job. I mean, I know the answer, but I know what to look for, right? I know what to Google. I know what to investigate for me to get some truth into where I'm at with it. So like, I think that's for me, like what I've seen in terms of my practice and how it blends in my music is like, yeah, you're listening to a researched individual. You may not agree with what he has to say because it may not be for you, but he researched himself and he researched the truth and it's going to find its way into the things he does, whether you like it or not. Now, if you think that his truth is a disagreement to yours, he's lying, he ain't saying shit, that's fine. Please let me know in all seriousness. If you ever catch me saying some like wild, completely un, you know, unbaked, some baseless shit, tell me that. Because I'm trying to know that I'm not spewing baseless information, but I'm a brother who researches his heritage because what my dad told me, what my mama told me is valuable information, but they ain't got the whole answer. My mom can't remember what, 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 uh, what my birth time is. She's had four children. So I'm not like, oh mom, how, how dare you not know? But let's just take that example, right? And say, but if you need that information to determine the answers, to develop a certain answer to what you're investigating, you need that. You need that information. Now, I'm not taxing her for it. I'm not even mailing the birth certificate money to people because I don't care that much. But that's an example just to say, I'm going to research things. If I need to know what it means for me to feel a certain way or why I feel a certain way or why my songs sound a certain way or why, you know, why I like certain sounds, like, I'm going to study that. It's the same reason I came to SAIC was like, yo, you mean to tell me the same people who, like, Taylor Swift have the same reaction, there's no just Taylor Swift, ha- can have the same reaction to a Kanye song they like. Separating any of the discussion they had when they were clashing, right? You had people who were like, yeah, this Taylor Swift song bangs, and so does this, so does Stronger. Why? Right? That was my thought process for coming out here. I was like, this ain't because y'all like how Taylor looks and how Kanye looks, because they are two different looking motherfuckers. One is a tall blonde woman, one is a short black man. Like, that's not different so and it's not it can't be it can't be their it can't be their voices because one nigga sounds like you know how Kanye sounds the one is Taylor Swift like it's not their voices it's not that so if it's not their voices not their their personalities then what is it what is it about what people are getting in their ears and like I like this like that's crazy right that's crazy to me at least it was so I was like that can be researched that can be studied so I came out to a school that would be like, yeah, we can study that. I mean, I didn't tell any, I didn't tell the teachers this, but like we studied sound and we studied how we how people react to sound and why voice is important and why low end does one thing or why this doesn't. Like that was the conversations. Those were the conversations we had. And then I went into VCS courses and we talked about the actual like bodies involved as in the people involved with these things and how those aspects and attitudes are going to, send things a certain way how histories and repeated you know things that have gone on in personal histories or in larger you know global or national histories like all of the all of that shit matters my personal history matters a national history matters a global history all of that shit is contextual and i think that's where like my work kind of like finds its place is like it's it's contextual i'm not going to give you you know random statements with no context for the sake of doing it. It might seem like I am, but I try to work through a contextual lens where the sound is made in context to the, to the person saying it. There's another song I have. Um, I'll play a snippet of it. 
because as far as like it's it's as far as like thinking about a contextual approach to songwriting and 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 production and all of that i feel like i feel like this is kind of um in that realm um I don't want to play the whole thing though. So I'm actually gonna skip to a random part in the middle. That's it. That's all y'all get into that. But like you know, the lyrics are, part of me are those strings. Can you move that way? I'm just talking about, you know, very, like, specific experience where I was con- concerned with my ability to move past something. Yes, I was playing guitar at the same time. So there's a, so, and yes, I, and lastly, thirdly, I can't sing. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying I sound like fucking, you know, Carl Malone or some shit, but, like, I'm not a singer, right? So, like, for me, hearing the, the contextualized uh, juxtaposition of a voice that isn't the best, that rarely sings, playing guitar decently well, singing part of me are those strings. There's gotta be more to it. There's gotta be more to it. And I think that's the part, that little missing, that like, that part that I didn't name. That's where like, the, for me, that's where the interesting shit happens. Cause that's the part that happens on you. Like I didn't, I didn't, I left that part for you. Like, you get to play the role of what the hell does this man think he doing singing about guitars and strings? Wait a second. Where is he going with this? Like, that's on you. Like, this sounds good, but why is he doing it? That's on you. You can answer that question. You can ignore that question. You could never see that question. But I, I tried to give you a context where it's like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm doing what's necessary. He's doing what's necessary for this song. It's necessary that this is how it goes down. And if you don't feel like it's necessary, that's fine. But the necessity that I'm believing in ain't about just like, oh, does it rock? Does it sound good to you? Yeah, that's important. But the same way that, you know, most Def or Andre 2000 or Kings Leon or King Cruel, all these motherfuckers who don't sing great, get up on songs and sing, there's a contextualized reason that they feel it's necessary. And I'm, you know, these are the kinds of things that like, like I said, there's a historical, uh, there's personal history, there's national history, there's global history. My personal history is tying in there. Maybe my, my, my heritage might be tying in there. I picked up a guitar for the intention of playing whatever the hell I wanted to. I don't know how to play guitar. Ain't nobody teach me how to position my hands. Ain't nobody teach me no chords. All somebody did was teach me how to tune my shit and send me on my way. So while that's not a great way, I don't encourage other people who, I mean, if you want to do that, that's on you. I'm not saying it from an encouragement standpoint. I'm saying that was, that's what I did because I did not want to find any other answers than my own. I wasn't picking up a guitar to find somebody else's answer. I picked up a guitar because I was like, look, this is like a random, you know, uh, what's that shit they be at the uh, beach with in the old things, metal detector. I'm just trying to let that bitch lead me to my answers. Like, carry me to me, guitar. That's all I'm hoping for. Same thing with the drums. I'm like, just take me to, it could be the simplest words I ever said, I don't care. It was led, by something I physically wasn't responsible for. 
and it makes me feel like the contextual relationship I have to it is one that will only be bridged and bolstered by more truth. Look, I played that for people and it was like, this is fantastic. I was like, okay, brother, whew, thank you. Because I'm singing and playing guitar. This ain't for me, but this is for me. This song right here, this ain't for you. This ain't for nobody else who happens to be able to sing. If they want to join me, that's fine. But this song was meant to be sung by a nigga who can't sing. It just was. Context is everything. Context is everything. I think the coolest thing about like research, something I've been thinking about a lot, is not just like developing a vocabulary, but also just like experiencing new information. How do y'all feel about practice? Like being like an adult and trying to tap into practice. Like, cause like repetition is one thing, but I feel like trying to train yourself on something is so interesting with no guidance. Cause like, I feel like as a kid, I mean, I definitely was watching tutorials and whatnot, but I feel like now, now that I have context, I'm in this middle ground where the shit I want to know I got to go on masterclass or fish around <laughs> and try to find what I want the information. And then at a certain point, once I start working, I figure it out. And then you feel like you just wasted your time. Like, shit, right? Well, I mean, that's why I'm not a big instruction tutorial. Like, I'll watch it. To be honest, if I was, this is probably the truth. Yeah, this is the truth. If I was better at guitar, like if I actually had some actual lessons, I would I would have less of an issue watching videos about how to play. Word. Because I, because yeah, it's the fact that I like like don't have any of that and I I anybody who tells me how to do it would be breaking down everything I do and have me start from scratch. And you don't because, like that. No, no, no. I don't want that. I don't it's not it's not, it's not like I don't think it's necessary cuz I think it could be helpful. I just don't think for like I don't want it from a digital video. Like, if you're going to break down and start me from scratch, I need a real person to do it. Like, because I've already been fucking around on this thing and I didn't start by watching a video because I don't want to learn how to do this from a video. I would rather somebody see me do whatever ridiculous thing I do mm-hmm. when I pick that guitar up and be like, that's ridiculous, but let me show you how you can get it right. Move your hand like this, do some shit like that. Like, that I'm totally cool with. If I had already had that, I would be able to go watch these videos and be like, oh, okay, cool, let me try that now my way as opposed to like you know uh, he said hold it like this but this makes my back hurt like nah bro like, that's crazy I'm so that that initial that initial step with you know some sort of like i don't know somebody there to be like yo this is how it is is important yeah i mean it's like <clears throat> especially when you enter in a new skill sorry i just realized that uh what, you got you to use the bathroom? I've been had to piss. Um, bro, we can take a break, bro, if you want to pee, bro. Welcome back, bro. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, yo, I want to talk... Specifically, I want to ask you about Marvin Gaye. But more importantly, I want to ask you about... I don't know, just your experience of that genre of music leaving home. Because, like... I don't know. I've I've been thinking about Marvin Gaye a lot just Mm -hmm. in my room on like when I'm missing home tip. 
And I'm like, there has to be other experiences of this that are specific to people that are from the DMV with everything. I mean, that's everything, but yeah. From a maker standpoint, like how you think hearing those different things, you know, go, go. I know you a big Roy Ayers fan. I know like Diana watched, I, I, I know you like music and I'm curious, like just as a lover of the craft and also, you know, you got some ethnomusicology stripes yeah. too, you know, cause you know, show will be writing. Mm-hmm. If y'all, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Y'all ain't, look. I, I, I truthfully, just be honest with you, I love, I just love old black folk music, man. I just think like, like black folk music is what I mean. Like, I, I think blues is a is a folk genre and I just think yeah. it's, it's just such a like I like Marvin Gaye, you know what I'm saying? I like Michael Jack, I like that stuff, but that folk shit, like even Bob Marley, I think the way Bob Marley played yeah. right, that was folk. That was Jamaican folk music. Um yeah. like yeah. when he got when he got signed to those British labels, they tried to, you know, change his sound or whatever, but like the stuff that he did on his own, that's and I just when I hear that shit. Like, I, I feel I feel a relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I still be cranking the ragtime. Like, there's something really yes. like interesting I have, about yeah. being placed in that, not only, like, the call and response of the yes. music form, yes. but, like, just the call and response of the culture, right? Because, yes. like, shit be nostalgic, but you ain't never heard it in your life. And that's, like... The first song I played, y'all, like, I, you know... I sampled just stuff from old, like actual, like club settings. Like my samples were just like blues being played in a club. Like not like no special recordings, just like this was a club, a, a, a clip from a club setting, from a film or something. You can edit this part out, but I don't care. Like the point is like, I like I, like I've all like it's something that feels it feels like you know what I like about it? Here's what I like about it. Anytime you feel like you know you and your friends just making up songs, maybe not, I feel like they always have the potential to be a blues song. Like when I say you're just making shit up, like not like over a beat, just like I'm making things up with my guys. Yeah, and you a kid though. Mm-hmm. Not when you're an adult, because you know too many words, right? You know too many words, and you always like trying to be clever and all that other mm-hmm. shit. But if you a child, like a youngin, that shit was to me. It was something about it. It feels the same. It feels the same as like when I listen to, um, you know, Charles Brown singing, or any of these folks just singing, or you know, uh, what's his Bama's name? Uh, forgot his name already. Um, anyway, the band was playing guitar on the joint. Like his name is Tony something. But yeah, like. You listen to these, and it's like, this just sounds like a bunch of dudes having a good time being, like, songwriters with their guys. Like, you know, like, singing about washing your dishes. You know what I mean? Like, you've never, like, been at the crib singing about some shit you don't want to do. Like, washing these dishes. Like, you never, you've never done that? It's never definitely happened have, to you? Definitely okay. have. Yeah, so, like, I think that that kind of thing is, like, why that music is always going to feel really, really real to me. Like, it feels more real to me. Like, it feels like I'm there, even though it's like 40 to 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. It feels more real to me than, not like real in terms of like, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the people like, yeah, they, they spit in real, like they spit in real facts. No, that, that's, that's fine. I mean like tangible real, like, like present. 
I think just because it's like, yeah, you can't hide anything in those recordings. You know what I mean? Like, they're old as hell. They're dusty. You hear everything. Um, and normally the singers are singing about mundane, not mundane, but like commonplace feelings without descriptions to make them unique, right? Like, Drake is our the largest artist in the country, right? And he's not singing about anything that's like a unique concept, right? He's not like the first person to rap about missing a girl, right? And it's, instead of like us being like, everybody does that. Like blue songs were about women leaving. That's the concept, right? But now Drake is like a lover boy, right? Because that's how things get re, you know, cause it's not the same reality, right? It's a different mm-hmm. reality that Drake's delivery is supposed to in- in- inspire. But when you listen to, you know, Muddy Waters, B.B. King, anybody saying about women leaving, that's it. Ain't nobody calling them soft. Ain't nobody saying that they, they, they you know, you know, this is, this is, you know, Drake music. Nobody's making any jumps like that in their brain. They jump to a very realistic point in time. They jump to a very realistic experience that they can tangibly, like, almost taste and touch and feel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not because of the content. It's because of the you know, maybe it's the historical context that we have associated with it. Maybe in 40 years, Drake will feel the same way to some people as possible. I don't I mean, know. it's probably mostly due to how the content is executed. Or maybe it's just the recording process. I mean, there's a bunch of different possibilities, I think. I, don't, I actually don't think it's a simple, I don't think it's a simple answer, but I don't think it's a problem. You feel me? Like, I think whatever the answer is, whatever the answer is, the fact that it feels real is important. Yes. And, and, and that's I, what you're, and yes. that's what you're searching. Exactly, and that's okay. something like even even beyond like some even beyond things I've actually uh, been able to achieve. But I've had ideas that are just like I'm not gonna share them on on, on wax because lurkers, you know. Wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I've had ideas that just to just to you know just to deliver moments like that. Um, you know, like the fact that like I like I said I chopped up something from something. That I mentioned earlier, that's not even it, right? That's that's just something that felt natural for me. But there's like a there's another side, you know, going to Reggie's ideas around practice and you know pr- uh, pursuing of your art practice. Yeah, there's like things I want to do to help make music that somehow, again, it's not about the content, right? Because Drake's saying the same thing, and it's not like I need to. I don't have to use old recording technology. I think that plays a part. But I don't think I should have to make some old ass music that just sounds crusty just to prove a point either. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think that there is a place in between those worlds. And I think, you know, for my own intents, I think the first track I played, that was the intent part of the productive production and like the sonic intent. Like I wrote what I wrote. But like the way it sounds, and you know, mate, I'm thinking this now, and it the way it sounds was inspired from like when I, when I took the part that I took, I was like, I'm going to take this thing that I love and I'm going to bring it closer to me in a way that I can, right? And then I think about what I said about a historical context. And I'm like, yes, I'm even going to take more people from that era and I'm going to bring them on board. I'm going to allow them to help me in, uh, empower this historical context, right? And then lo and behold, y'all ain't hear the last line, but, or the last verse, and I'm, I'm going to share it because I don't care when is, when is this podcast dropping? Like two weeks. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, uh, I said some. What I say? I said. Um, I said I'm on the edge of my seat. How's he not gonna eat? 
you got to get rid of me, Jack. Get, get, uh, so you got to get, you got to get rid of me, Jack. You kidding me, Black? When they, uh, or something like that when they call the police. So my brother asked me. He said, "Was the um, was the uh, police thing about George Floyd?" I played it from early. I was like, honestly, no. I was just kind of like that whole second verse was kind of like a historical response to it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because I mean the verse existed after the song. I wrote the song. I mean the instrumental. instrumental I made the instrumental first, so maybe that you know encouraged me to think historically about even how I brought that conversation up. Because I knew I was bringing up that conversation in the second verse about, you know, just the policing in this country. I knew I was bringing that up. Like, I mean, when I say I knew I was bringing it up, like my first line was, I landed on the skin of my teeth. I don't know why I said that, but something about that visual made me feel that I needed to say that. The sonic sense, whatever. But it led into a direction and I just follow. I just follow the. I just follow the breadcrumbs that I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and the edge of my seat. It's like yes, I'm thinking historically because these bamas were sitting down where they weren't allowed to sit to prove a point. And they were like, not just to prove a point, but to get some fucking food, right? Right. They wanted to eat. So you telling me that because I'm sitting right here, you ain't gonna feed me, but I'm gonna eat. You know what I'm saying? And that's just something that like. I think of that, yes, in the, in, the, in, 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 the, in the aspect of like the civil rights movement, yes, in terms of how they took that opportunity to make a stand. But mm-hmm. I also look at it in 2020 and say, don't you go sit at no table where they told you you was wanted to not eat. No. Like, I feel like, I feel like people want so badly to get into the club, they show up and they act all like, I'm in the club, here. See, I'm making body movements. This, this stuff matters. Anyway, you know, they act all timid. They act like they don't really want to, like, engage. And I'm like, if I'm here, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm going to eat, okay? Like, and my point in that is, like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to get into the club just to, just to be in the club. Nah. If I'm going to eat, we going to eat. It's going to be some, there's going to be some feeding going around, all right? Like, there's going to be enough food, like, one other little random, like, you know, cosmic godsend intersection. <clears throat> when I was first early working on this track, I went and found some clip on the internet <clears throat> of Bugs Bunny in a plane that was nearly going to crash. And it happened to be the exact length of the song. So it was like, oh, God, set this up. I, you know, I, I, the point I'm sharing is it's a, it just landed in the, it, at the end, they're eating. And it just landed in such a way, it's like, we are eating. Like, you know, if we are going to put ourselves in a position to get to this table and put ourselves in a position to do the right thing and, you know, create opportunities for others, we are going to enjoy it. This ain't, a, like I said earlier, um, we're not going to, you're not going to put, you're going to just punish ourselves, right, to get what we need. You know what I'm saying? This is not the way we imagine work. Mm-hmm. We're going to work. We're going to earn our opportunities. And then we're going to enjoy them. Because everybody before us fought so we would have even that opportunity to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were at the edge of their seats worried about cops getting called and them getting dragged out with dogs, right? Now we're on the edge of our seat trying to act like we don't piss nobody off. Nah, bro. Like, you work hard to get to a, to, to a particular place. Don't just be there. Make a, make a change. 
eat the food, tell them it sucks, get better food so that the next person who comes after you doesn't have to say the same thing. You sitting here eating a mayonnaise sandwich because you're happy to be at the table. Say something. Say something so that the next person who gets to the table doesn't think they can't speak up. So like, that's what, that's like, you know what I'm saying? That's like the historical context of like, and again, some of this stuff ain't going to be heard the first time. And I'm cool with that. There's plenty of rap that I've listened to for decades that I didn't catch the lines, right? And that's fine. And I don't think outside of this explanation, yeah, there are parts of that verse that you would get. And there's parts of that verse that you wouldn't know how deep I went for me. Like why, like, again, like when I say I'm a research individual, I didn't think to myself, hmm, when I say you can't eat, it'll be because no. I'm a research individual. So when I said the line, I'm on the edge of my seat. First thing, the next thing I said, how am I not going to eat? Like, that was just a, like, like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, wait a second, there are people who, so like my brain is already aware, you know what I'm saying? That people are fighting for opportunities, yet are still timid about, shit, nigga, I'm timid about that sometimes. A lot of the shit I write is just me pointing to myself in the mirror, like that meme. Um, that's most of it, right? So like, you know the meme. Spider Man. But white man's just like. Oh, you're talking about the. You're pointing um, at the mirror meme. Yeah, I know. What you're I thought you were talking about the Spider Man meme. Oh, that too, I guess. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of the stuff I write is sometimes just that voice too, right? So it's like, show, if you did all this work to get yourself at the motherfucking table and you don't eat, you's a bitch. Stop playing with yourself. That's true. So, yeah, I mean. That, that, that's what I mean. I'm a research individual. That's what I mean when I say I, I write through, not through historical context, but I allow his history to make... Make its way through. Yeah, I mean, because, because if I were to fight that, that'd be weird, right? And if it shows up, then it just shows up. So, like, I don't feel like if I talk about, like, or my other joint, the uh, joint that uh, Reggie was talking about, like, I, I, I reference some very specific um, fella cootie experience Stuff that I didn't, I don't say fella's name, but if, you, if you're hip to fella as, a, as an idea and what he, what, what he has done and what he is about, you would know. You would know that there were some fella shout outs. So it's like, that's just, that's just my brain was there. My brain had room for that. So based off of the, the, the lyrical flex I did, my brain was like, hey, guess what? You're Nigerian and you talk about fella. Oh, okay, cool, thank you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, let me, get, let me get this fella line in here. Matter of fact, I didn't realize that how strongly of a fella line it was until I heard it back. Because I was like, oh, okay, you're, you're, you're almost, you're almost, per- I actually changed the word after I heard it back because I realized how much, like, how close I was to the word anyway. I was like, oh, okay, okay, well, if you're saying I should say that, I'm gonna say that, you know. I'm trying. To, yeah. So like, I see. Yeah, you stay, stay, in, stay in like a research individual, staying informed. So, well, first, thank you for coming in for the pilot. And second, like, what you wanna um, leave the people with? You got any? I know you got your t-shirts coming. I know you always making. So yeah, I mean, you wanna shout out anybody? Yeah, I mean, y'all heard some clips. Um, I'm gonna release all of that music soon. Um, a showvo, E S H O V O. O V is O. But yeah, I mean, in the podcast title, it should say my name or like in the description or some shit. So y'all, y'all yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. Y'all keep up there. Um, as far as like 
where, where you can find me, my, my name.org, um, because we are a multitude. We're an organization. Um, Shogo.org. Um, uh, you know, I'm working on visual content um, for, you know, Instagram and video content for like YouTube and Vimeo. Um, but I mean, I have music and I have apparel. My goal is to just basically, you know, I mean, this, this um, pandemic kind of changed my schedule of release, but my intention is no, no different. I'm going to have those shirts available by the end of no, well, pre-orders are opening this week. I don't have a particular day yet because I, yeah, I don't have a day yet, but before, by Friday. Um, and, um, well, actually, that date might change. But pre-orders are opening soon. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna release some music in November. Uh, by the before the end of November. Um, yeah, you, you should. I mean, I I, I won't lie to you. <clears throat> Sometimes I share music on my Instagram. Like I'll I'll probably archive it and delete it within like 48 hours, but. I do share like early, early snippets of music on my Instagram. So y'all might get an early sneak peek if you were to follow. <clears throat> Tune in. Tune in. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I can't help it because I'm like, I be, you know, I be, I feel like we're talking about something that y'all ain't heard. So I sometimes let you hear some of it. Um, and then I take it away promptly in 48 hours because I feel like people are, uh, people, you know, you can't trust everything. You know, you, people, 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 people be, yeah. Keep your shit. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I'm reading a lot. You know, um, I'm reading. Reader. I'm reading um, anything by Chinweze, Chinwezu. Um, and I'm reading. I've started to read Black Marxism. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, there's a lot more in those books about some of the things that my um, my beliefs intersect with. Um, so I would, I would say if you are somebody who's interested in, you know, the construction of the African mind, the construction of the black mind in terms of how we relate to a society that points us or, 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 or paints us in a certain light, um, it's good to understand how long that has been the case. And then as far as it pertains to um, Africa and Nigeria and other African countries like Nigeria, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, colonialism is something that has been in place for a long, long time. And it, it, you know, right now with what's going on, this is not, this is not outside of what colonialism can and does do. Um, just because they got the English out of the country 60 years ago doesn't mean that the 70 year old politicians that are still there don't have antiquated beliefs and approaches to enforcing those beliefs. It's not just in Nigeria. It's going on in the Congo has been an issue for decades. It has not just become an issue. This is an issue that I've spoken about in, in previous courses. I and me and Reggie have had conversations about this. Um, uh, Mozambique is having issues where their politicians are also trying to stifle young people. That's another thing that is generally what's going on largely in African sub-Saharan countries. I mean, I'm painting some generalizations, so 
you know, forgive me, but of the people I've spoken with in those countries <clears throat> and what I've read about is, you know, the youth make up a lot of these populations, but the elders are still the people who make up these government bodies and their ideals are still antiquated in such a way that they still operate under the belief, under the same belief systems that uh, colonial empires and imperial structures did when they moved down there. So honestly, I, I, I can't blame the world for advancing as quickly as it has, because that's what we want. We want the spreading of information, but that is a big reason as to why like these, these young folks there are now realizing how powerful they are. And those old folks are like, hold up. That was not what we planned when we installed cell towers out this motherfucker. So there's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And it's not going to stop just because we, just because we, you know, we're tweeting about it today. It's not going to stop the corruption. And specifically I can speak to my country in Nigeria has been trash since I was a kid. And it is like, from early, from my early trips there with my, with my family. Sorry, I'm going off on this point, but I do want to like, I'm staying a little long to make this point because I do want. If anyone's listening, oh, so we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. The truth, show. We'll keep it in. When I was a kid, like we knew that the cops and the police off. Like I went for the first time when I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, I went again when I was like 14. Went again when I was like 17. Went again when I was like 20 something. I think that's it. I think it's four times. Um, every one of those times, we knew that if we were, if we were you know, we fly into Lagos or Abuja <clears throat> and our family to see my grandma is in the village. And we, that's the trip. That's the trip. Honestly, any trip we make to Nigeria, it's really about seeing grandma in the village. Ain't nobody important to me. I'm not, not, and not like in a disrespectful way, but like none, no, like none of the patriarchs and matriarchs of the family are anywhere except the village. So when we're there, it's important that we go there. Um, so every time we go there, it's a, it's a drive. It's a, you know that's how you get there. Um, and every time we've gone there, <clears throat> we've either so most times the first two times I don't rem- first time I clearly don't remember. The second time I know we paid, like we didn't pay a toll man. We paid a random police officer stopping niggas on the road. We just stop. Where y'all going to the village? Word. Well, y'all gonna have to give me some cash. And mostly Yoruba. I couldn't. But that we I knew that like it wasn't like my parents didn't tell me what was going on like yeah we got paid these well these these corrupt ass police officers just to get to our destination. Second time we went, um, or not second time, third time I guess because second time where I had memories of it right. Um, I fell asleep on the ride and I'm sitting passenger side and apparently the uh, the driver was being told to get into some bus ass roadblock or detour and he was like mm, no. I'm, I know where I'm going and I know what y'all on. So he just basically said, no, they smacking on the window, trying to slow him down. He's like, what the hell? Stop, stop, get out the car. This Bama jumped on the hood, jumped on the hood. I think the driver tried to knock him off. That part is blurry, but I remember thinking that was wild. Um, that was great. Um, and then they wrecked. They basically got out the car and wrecked. Two hands. Yo. Yeah. The driver and the police officer just threw hands. Cause he was like, you're just some, you're just some, you know, he was like, he didn't respect him. He's like, you're just some traffic cop. You're just some this cop. That's how much they don't trust people over there because the police officers have shown themselves to be corrupt. He's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't trust you. Let me tell, tell me they wreck through hands, calling each other, oh God, I beat you. Like going, going in. And then we had to pay, pay ourselves out the gym anyway. <laughs> My mom and dad were heated because they were like, 
how dare you get into a fight with the police officer with my children in the car with you? Because we were in separate cars. Because right. it was a long journey and it was like two cars. So we just like, yeah, me and my bros were in the car with the driver and then <clears throat> my mom and dad and I guess maybe one of my uncles were in another car. So then when we got pulled over, they were like, they were mad as hell at him. He was like, he was, he was, pfft, was on his ass. But, but anyway, and then the most recent time I went, we had a former police officer who just basically knew the code language. He was just like, yeah, that nigga was like Arcanum. Every situation we were there in, every situation we were there, every time we were there, the, the, the understanding that the people that were supposed to be protective were going to do something dirty. Like, there was no question. You're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be gonna be dirty. We were prepared for them to be dirty every time. So what they're doing now is not a result of them being more dirty. It's, them, it's a result of the people not settling. So it's... Being it's, fed up. Yeah, this is a credit to the youth, for real, for real. Don't, but don't, don't let Americans re, you know, reshape this as if their involvement in Africa has ever been anything other than getting these types of motherfuckers in charge. They've, like, anyone who's been elected, and I mean, this is, a, this is me making a fucking random, un, you know, unproven claim, but I'd love someone to check me on it because then we both learn some. I don't imagine. <laughs> I don't imagine that any of those dudes didn't have Western support. What any of the presidents in any of these newly developing countries in Sub-Saharan Africa that don't have Western support, okay. they want to see. They want like they they will like they will aid in the direction they will influence in the direction they want to see it. They know who they want. They they know who they want in charge because they know how that financially benefits them. Matter of fact. Um, Who's the dude who wanted to kill everybody? I know who you're talking about. I was just about to bring him up. Uh, what's his name? The guy who uh, had the radio towers and stuff. Is it Mugabe? That sounds right, but I don't. I don't want to misquote. Yeah. Um, doesn't, doesn't he? Have, he's the one with the radio uh, station. Is it the station? Uh, I don't know. No. Okay. Okay. No, I was thinking of Idi Amin. Mm. So Idi Amin, yes, a lot of people died because he's a sick buff, and that's the thing, like, bro, like. That's why colonialism is a deep, deep thing. Like, he's a sick motherfucker. And why is he a sick motherfucker? Because he learned how to be a sick motherfucker. He learned how to be a sick motherfucker. And guess what? The sicker motherfuckers were like, hold up. You being a sick motherfucker to your people, we don't like that. That's our thing. Let's get him out of there. He was against foreign influence. Now they say that we got him out of there. But now the guy that's in there, puppet. Another puppet. 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 So same well, thing happened to Haiti. Same thing happened to Haiti. Same thing happened to Haiti. The people are crying. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the people are crying. But there's hope to anyone out there listening. Thank you, Ashobo. It's been wonderful. Yeah, my bad, man. I it's all good, but I, we're, we're out of time. It Africa ran. It was necessary. It was necessary. All right, brothers, I'm going to um, make some moves. I appreciate y'all for having me on. Um, it's love. Sometimes right, you're right. the frog. Thank you, Michelle. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is Sometimes You're the Frog.